Cutting Out Early, the podcast. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. I'm in a glass case of emotion! With Max, Zach, and Alex. Just when I think you couldn't possibly be any dumber, you go and do something like this. And totally redeem yourself! Well, we're waiting. Welcome, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Here we go on New Year's Eve. Another fun-filled, exciting episode of the Cutting Out Early podcast. It is episode number 50. It also is the last day of 2021. Max Major, Alex Newt, Zach Montgomery bringing you into the new year. Gentlemen, how are we feeling this morning? Good. 2022 is going to be a new year. Everything's going to change. <laughs> we are wishing everyone a happy and healthy new year. Prosperous new year. Are we op- are we optimistic? Are we optimistic about 2022? We have to be. Absolutely. I mean, how can you not be, you know? Sure. <laughs> I'm sure there's plenty of people who that's, are not. That's my favorite one though. Is I wish you a very happy and prosperous new year. What does that mean? I don't know. How can you be prosperous in a year? In many ways. I don't think it means wealth. <laughs> I don't think it means only wealth. Well, yeah, but okay. Maybe I in don't a know. year, prosperous in a year. Have a nice prosperous. You'll never year. be with an attitude like that. <laughs> hey, a, a <laughs> I'll tell you that. I feel like prosperous is like a decade-long thing. No, I don't know. Maybe that's that's your opinion. <laughs> Zach, Zach clearly will never be prosperous within one year. No. It takes him decades. Yeah, hey, it's not in 2022. <laughs> Hey, a lot, a lot can happen in a year. I've always been a little slow. It's okay. So, <laughs> so 2022 will just be another uh, normal year. I, you know, it's kind of funny because... A normal year? We haven't had a normal year in a while. <laughs> well, you're right about that, actually. It's weird because, you know, at the end of 2020, we're like, all right, we're through 2020. Thank God. Now we get to 2021. Things are going to be different. 2021 was way worse. Yeah. I, no you think kidding. so? I think so. Well, more, way more people died of COVID in 2021 than 2020. Well, if you're gonna think of it that way, I mean that's a. But what about your your life in 2020? Personally speaking, yes, in 2021, it, it was it was good, better I'd say than 2020. I would agree. I don't like, know. More normal. You had personally speaking, I'd I'd say it was it was good. But then again, I don't think at least for me, 2020 was not the worst year in the world for me. It was okay. It was you know. I I think 2020 the expectations were very low because it was like all right. We're in this pandemic, so whatever you do, like, if you do anything, you're doing a good job. And then 2021 was like, all right, get back to your normal self. And you're like, whoa, there's still a lot going on. Like, I have to perform <laughs> at my normal level this year? That's tough. <laughs> well, Does you that know. that make sense? Yeah. I understand what you're saying. We're the, yeah, I, I had like three months off or something in, 20, in 2020. That was nice. 2020 was just a bizarre year. 2021 continued that trend. And 2022, is that going to bring any broad sweeping changes that get us really back to normal or is it just going to be kind of another year stuck I, with this bullshit? i think it'll change i think it'll think change. So? yeah because i think the, the it variants will never happen <laughs> the variants are getting more mild which i think is a good sign you know we can kind of live with it a little bit better and maybe it'll kind of just hopefully fade into oblivion more people are getting old. vaccinated yeah more people are getting vaccinated and boosted the booster is having a bigger effect than I thought it would. 
but it seems to be doing a good job. Aside from COVID, like, like the economy, the the job situation, these inflation. delays, inflation, gas, gas prices. prices. Oh wait, that's the same thing. Yeah, everything's stuck out in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, waiting to get here. Oh no, it's not in the middle. It's it's here. It's or just, on the ports. Yeah, whatever. just can't get into the port. How about that stuff? You know, aside from COVID, will 2022 bring some improvements across the board, or is it just going to get worse and worse and worse? I don't and know. We're just kind of stuck. Forty-five dollars to fill up my tank is. And I drive a Ford Focus. It was ridiculous. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I understand. That's bullshit. It's a, it's a lot of money for a med student. So, well, let, let's just say well, this. You can only be optimistic about 2022. I, I think that's kind of the default. You know, you, you don't want to go into 2022 on in a, in a, in a negative start. Absolutely not. You, you got to start positive. You got to try to stay looking, you know, I think looking it'll, ahead. It'll get better. This time next year, things will be a lot better. I, I really hope. It will never happen. <laughs> not today. Not tomorrow. Not ever. Not ever. Well, Joe sounds really negative. <laughs> I know, that's the problem. <laughs> In that context. Well, here we are. We're going to do it. I, we appreciate everyone tuning in. Um, we, we got a fun show today. We have I'll a, tell you what. 2022 will be the best year of cutting out early yet. Do you think so? Sure. <laughs> Why not? Yeah, I, I 2021 was better than 2022. 2020 you mean or 2020 yeah 20. all right well we can keep that in 2021 hopefully. <laughs> well you know what else we can keep typos we can keep typos in 2021 you know <laughs> you know zach i think you need to formally apologize well no i i listen this was good this was really listen, good. listen i i told them in the beginning of the show so i spelled vegas wrong in our initial poll for who would win kenny arms or kenny or pit without kenny arms and uh, msu without kenny legs and i spelled vegas v-a-g-a-s and what happened was is i actually like combine two spellings of the word Vegas. So there's a Vegas like nerve, the cranial nerve 10 in your body and it's spelled V-A-G-U-S. Nobody cares. <laughs> okay, I'm just saying that I knew, this is how I knew the spelling of Vegas. And then there's Vegas like Las Vegas, Nevada and that's V-E-G-A-S. But you didn't spell either one of those, right? No, I combined both of them. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> So it was a complete disaster from the start. So does that does that explanation really help your case at all? Or well, no, I just deleted the post after we got you know our great seven votes, and I reposted it. And actually, more people voted for Michigan State when I reposted it. So oh, so you were seeking the result in the poll? It, it, are you saying this was not a real? Well, poll? no, you were looking for was, an answer. It was fifty fifty before, and I just gave people a second chance to be right. No, they were confused oh, by the misspelling that. of Vegas the first time. They didn't know what they were voting on. Well, maybe they just thought, eh, well, if this idiot from Michigan State can't spell Vegas correctly, we can't even we can't vote for them. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> well, you know, it's Zach. He's not an English teacher. No, he's doing. I, I suck at spelling. I also suck at reading. So, <laughs> really, well, reading out loud. As long as you don't suck with you know, operating on people. Uh. <laughs> <Surgery>. <laughs> we'll see anything that could possibly kill somebody there's a lot of work there's a lot of work to do we'll just say that <laughs> well, that's a good thing you got plenty of time plenty of time um so yeah we we well i think zach formally apologizes for that i don't it's okay oh you don't no it's 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 it, it fixed it i have a pretty good excuse at least in my book i don't know okay i think you came up with that like no, I did. I, I I swear to God, I thought it was V A G A S because of the Vegas nerve, cranial nerve ten. You can look it up. It's spelled V A G U S, but I, I suck at spelling. So <laughs> well, I don't have to say anything. 
I'm a doctor too. <laughs> what were the final results of that poll? Yeah, that's a good question. Well, can um, you go over the poll? What was the exact wording and what do you mean? <laughs> Misspellings and all. Well, this is going to be tough because I got to um, hold on. Well, now I got to pull it up. So, I can't read it. There's no there's no words on it. So Max <laughs> or Zach posted the poll before the Michigan State Pitt Peach Bowl game. Yeah, and he wanted to know what you, our listeners, thought the outcome would be. And he, he gave the Vegas line, the betting line. That's where the wording comes into play. I think it was MSU was favored by two and a half at that point. Is that correct? I think so. Two and a half points. This was this was on the 30th about, I don't know, noon or so. Yeah. yeah. I think it closed at three and a half. Okay. I was looking pretty close to game time because I wanted to place a bet. It did close at three and a half, yeah. Yeah. I ended up betting the over and missed. <laughs> oh, that's too bad. I didn't want to bet on MSU. I don't like betting on MSU because – no. It just makes the game worse. So I was like, what can I bet on that's kind of neutral? So I picked the over. I probably should have known better. But <laughs> There were people that bet. I agree. If you bet Pitt um, plus three and a half and then that last second pick to the end zone, like, ruined it for you, which is kind of – which would be horrible. But the final result or the poll would be that – What was MS- the question? Can you reread okay. the question? Peach Bowl tonight. Big uh, peach emoji. Some big that's time player emoji. <laughs> some, some, some big time players are sitting out, Pickett and K9, but that hasn't changed Vegas's opinion that it will be a close game. The line was two point five favoring MSU. Um, you pick who's gonna win. Spelled G U N N A, which I also think is incorrect. But we didn't bust his balls on that one. Uh, it was I, a wordy I, tweet. It, it, well, it was a little wordy. I wanted to get the full picture. And it did get, I think it's the most votes we've ever gotten. They were all for Michigan State. 100% voted for Michigan State. I don't know what that State is. State I've never win. seen that. How many? Nine. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. Nine people and they all voted for the Spartans. They did, yeah. And they were all right. Yeah, they were. 100% correct. So We, have, we have a very intelligent listener base. Never in doubt. <laughs> oh my God. Great job, guys. So what did you think of the game last night? If, if you want to kind of go over exactly what happened, we'll do a little sports stuff here. We have some New Year's Eve stories that we do want to hit on, but it, we all know this is kind of bowl mania. It was it was so funny because, um, like, after the game was over, there was that big graphic like, Capital One's bowl mania now brings you right to Las Vegas for Wisconsin. And uh, it was just like, wow. I mean, it's just Bulls everywhere. You yeah. know, it's Bull Mania. There's not even it's, a post game or anything. You're it's just sponsored. Bull on Mania. On to the next one. Exactly. On to the just, next one. Like like just like injecting bowl games into your veins. I think they show the ceremonies on like ESPN two or something. Do they really? Yeah. Assuming that the Michigan loss to UCF in basketball was over by then. Yeah. That was a disaster for the Wolverines. Didn't watch it. They collapsed in the second half. Didn't care. Did you watch? All right. Who no, watched? I read about it. Oh, you read about I it? I read about it. Oh. I didn't have to watch it's, it. It's it's not looking. I mean, they can turn it around still. Michigan State still made the tournament after a bump start last year, but it's not looking good for it them. Was, it was an 85-71 to 71 loss for the Michigan Wolverines against the UCF Knights. It was in Florida, right? It was in Florida. It wasn't at Chrysler. Um, I believe so. Well, you can tell based on the on the yeah where if they're set. Yes, yes, it was in Florida. Yes, okay. it was. Okay. Yes, it was. So at least it was an away game, and they didn't lose at Chrysler again. 
Yeah, but they gave up 54 points in the second half, the Wolverines. Nice. They were leading at halftime 35-31, to 31, and then the second half just blew it. Uh, UCF Knights put up 54 points. The Wolverines could only manage 36. They were too focused on the playoff game tonight. Their their heads weren't in it. Yeah, you know. This, they'll, get this it, is, they'll get it better next time. This is not a big deal. Believe me, there, there's much bigger fish to fry tonight. But I just want to say one thing. Did I say this take on air? I think I told Alex this. I, d- people were crowning Juwan Howard last last year. Oh, yeah. And I told you it oh, was... Here we go. He won Big Ten Coach of the Year. Yeah, yeah. Did he win National Coach of the Year? He might have. He might have. And I was just saying, a lot of those players were uh, John Beeline's players. His recruits, his seniors. You did and, tell me this. And Juwan Howard brought in a lot of star freshmen. He brought in... Um, who's that tall guy who runs like a T-Rex? Uh, Dickinson? Yeah, Dickinson. He brought in Dickinson. I give him credit for that, and he had some great transfers last year that really helped out their team. But I was saying this wasn't... Well, Mel Tucker magic. Well, yeah, but I, Mel Tucker's different because those are his players. T- a lot of his like players are... Anyway, it's his coaching more, I think, anyway. It's two years out. This was Juwan Howard's first year. And um, I was just saying, those weren't his players. Like Those senior-led team was not his team. So I don't. We'll see. I don't. I'm not convinced he's a great coach. We'll see. Great, great shot at Michigan right there. Well, I'm just saying. There's going to be plenty more where that came from, well, ladies was, and gentlemen. We got some big, big shots at Michigan coming was, up. Oh yeah. I <laughs> believe me. I will. I will ask Max if I'm being fair or not to well, start the show. But before, before we get to that, okay. I mean, so you're saying that that Juwan Howard's a little overrated. Could be. Could be overrated. It's too. It's a little early to tell. It's way yes. too early. One year. One. I'm just saying. One year was not enough to I, judge you. I think it's right. really bad look to start the season as highly ranked as they were, and now they're just dropping games to UCF. Yeah. Unranked. They. I mean, are they 500? I think they're like. Yeah, pretty they close, are. They're pretty close to 500. I mean, but they're out of conference schedules. Any any important se- game they've had, they've lost. They're seven and five right now. So, I guess that's a wait and see moment. Yeah. No. I. They'll be okay. All right, so, well, the Big Ten, they still have to play in the Big Ten. I think the Big Ten's pretty good this year. We'll it see. Is. We'll it see. is. The Big Ten is very good this All year. All right, so last night we had a bit of a weird <laughs> game, a comeback, if you will. Uh, Spartans were down 20. <laughs> Refocusing. Max <laughs> can't stand it right now. I'm trying to steer the show. we got to stay a little on track. The oh, yeah. And the Spartans were down 21-10, to 10, and at that point... Um, the Spartans were the only team that scored after that, right? I mean, it was, what, 31-21 to 21 to end the game, I believe, after a bit of a comeback, I'd say. A bit of a comeback, yeah. Well, I'd like to hear your impression, because I thought you would have been thrilled at this morning, uh, but you, you were not really exactly so, the most, the happiest of campers. No, I, I think I was a little, first of all, I was annoyed because Michigan State had, like, three potential, like, turnovers is what I would call them. Um... They had the stop on fourth, like two stops in the on the other side, fifty on fourth down, and Peyton Thorne threw an interception. And to be honest, I felt like Michigan State was the better team without Kenny Pickett. Like I just felt like they were far and away better than Pittsburgh's offense had any, especially when they put the third string. Same old story. But I was annoyed because they weren't <laughs> winning, and I was like, "This is ho- like, are they actually just going to lose?" Because I felt like they weren't finishing out their their drives. Yeah, we couldn't capitalize on the. End of the drives. And I I've really felt like Michigan State missed Kenneth Walker. Yeah. Like, watching that run game, I was like, the offensive line didn't look good. And I was like, 
Maybe, I, I don't It was tough. It was like, well, in the, they got a lot of work to do. In the first half, what was it? Naylor had that crazy one-handed turnaround catch down to like the, within the 10 yard line. Oh, yeah, and then, and they, then we couldn't score. And I think we missed the field goal. They botched the kick. Yep. You miss me? <laughs> we do. Max is just raking it in right now. But don't worry, you'll get yours. I mean, it was obvious we missed Kenneth Walker, and it was obvious that Pittsburgh missed Kenny Pickett. Yeah. You miss but me? I think it was still promising that we were able to do quite a bit. I mean, Thorne threw for like 350 yards, you know, and our run game was off. Uh, Jordan Simmons didn't look great. He and um, he, he looked and, slow. He and Thorne had some miscommunications, especially in the first half. I think there was a fumble that Peyton Thorne recovered that was kind of their fault. And But I would point out that we also lost our running coach, our running backs coach. He was still coaching this game, though. Oh, was he? Yeah, yeah. He was on the sideline. Oh. And then... Uh, I, I didn't know that. I just... But he took a new you... job. He took a new job. Oh, so he was he's a lame duck? I guess. Okay. Do you think he sabotaged um, the, the no. game? No. His new job is at, like, Georgia State or Georgia Southern no. or something. No, it's Florida. He went to Florida. Well, we lost somebody to Georgia State. I thought it was our running backs coach. Um... Yeah, but he like went to Georgia Southern last year, and now he's coming back. Well, it's not official yet, but what, he's what's probably going coming. What's going on? Let so me see if I can find We something. lost a running backs coach last year to Georgia Tavarius Southern. Tavarius Tillman to Georgia Tech. Michigan State loses Tavarius Tillman. No, he's Georgia the Tech. defensive backs coach. Okay. Cornerbacks um, uh, coach. This which... Reed, it's like a Reed guy. He went to Georgia Southern, and now he's coming back. And I, I guess Georgia Southern liked him. I don't know. He 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 played pretty well, or he like helped him. I have no Ephraim idea. Ephraim Reed. Yes, that's him. Is that how you say it? Ephraim yeah, Reed. Yeah, and he's not officially Michigan coming back to Michigan State yet, but it's like pretty much he's coming back to Michigan State. So well, December sixth, the story's there. Michigan State loses assistant coach to Georgia Southern. And then three days ago. Oh yeah. <laughs> three days ago, Ephraim Reed expected to be named Michigan State running back coach. So that well, was there a, you go. A bit of a quick turnaround. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Three weeks later. Yeah, wow. <laughs> what a quick change. <laughs> what, he changed his mind? I mean, is that just like... No, Michigan State lost um, their current running backs coach who I to Florida, who's going to be a tight ends coach there. Yeah, Piegler. I guess Yeah, Piegler. I guess he wants to be a tight ends coach, and he also, um, he also has goals of being an offensive coordinator, and there's just no room for him to grow here. Yeah. So I think that's why he's going to Florida. Yeah. He's been on Jay Johnson's staff like five times. Yeah. Our offensive coordinator. He's really, honestly, no, they've had nothing but good things to say about him. He seems really good. He's he's probably a big loss, but um, you got to, you know, if you want, you've got big goals, you got to go get it. So, anyway, yeah, he, he's making 2022 count, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> but about the game. Yeah, back to the game. <laughs> sorry. Um, the first quarter and the last quarter were good for MSU, and the middle quarters were just kind of rough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is is basically how it went. Um but you know, you were really disappointed in the game. I was happy with it just cuz we closed it out. That's true. We, they, they they like flicked a switch in the fourth quarter. They're like, "Oh, we should we should probably win this." Yeah. <laughs> I thought Jaden Reed played really well. He had some incredible catches. Yeah. I thought so Jalen Naylor, I thought he had some great catches too, but his he had like his contested ball catching was like he had like three or four contested balls that he could have he could have caught and would have been great plays, but he just couldn't come down with it. Yeah, but on the other side, Jaden Reed had contested balls that he did come down Jayden with, Reed. including that touchdown in the fourth quarter. That was incredible. He just rode that defensive back right into the end zone. Yeah. <laughs> he like he caught it, it. He must have caught it like the twenty yard line and just rode on the back of the defensive back <laughs> into the end zone. Obviously, that's 
exaggerating a little bit, but a little hyperbole. I yeah. think Michigan State's skilled position players that they have this year are better than I've ever seen. Like, and I I would say, debatably, like only Ohio State has better skilled positions than we do in, the, in, in the total big, in the Big Ten. Yeah, in the Big Ten. I'd have to think about it. Michigan's close. I would say Michigan's definitely close. I, Michigan doesn't have receivers, though. I don't think not not as I don't think as. But their tight ends are better. As polished as I would say, not as polished. I we, think they have potential, but not as polished. We haven't had a tight end really all year. Malik Carr. Well, Hayward. Hayward looked really good. Hayward had some bright moments this year, but he wasn't like a go-to weapon, really. He no. was so, he was somebody you needed. Like if you needed someone to push through three defenders, you throw it to Hayward. But <laughs> we weren't doing that all game. I guess like all game, every game. You probably should have. Oh, okay. But uh, your, your car, you said. I he's think... he's going to be good. Yeah. They kind of got him a little bit more integrated in the second half of the season. Um, he had a few catches in the bowl game. He was a transfer from Purdue. I think he's going to be a big part of the offense moving forward because he's he's a big athletic tight end. He's like six five. Yeah. And he can move. Yeah, he can make some good catches. I don't know why. Maybe he just didn't know the offense. I can't really say why we didn't have him more involved earlier in the season. But he's gonna be I good. Think, I, well, I, he just transferred too. He like transferred over the spring or summer or something. So he like it takes a while for him to learn the playbook and stuff. Yeah, but we're losing Hayward. Carl be good. Yeah, but, but the game. I thought Thorne looked off, which is a little concerning. Maybe he's hurt or something. He was overthrowing or underthrowing everything. I mean, he's done that before. He did that during, I would say, the Nebraska game. He looked the same way where he couldn't really... It was just like a switch flicked in his head, and it was like overthrow, underthrow. Like, he wasn't accurate. And then um, even like Rutgers, like these games that I thought like we should run away with if Peyton Thorne was on his game. He just like didn't... And then he flicked a switch in the fourth quarter, and he was, you know, nailing, you know, Naylor and Reed down the field, no problem. I think those receivers were getting a lot of separation. Yeah, It, It seemed like they were running a lot of curl routes, and they were just... They they'd have five ten yard cushions it seemed from the defenders. Yeah. So I don't know if they're making they good had, moves at the line or what it was, but the cornerback one of the cornerbacks for Pitt like their star one declared for the draft and and sat out too. So that's probably part of it. Did he declare in the third quarter? <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised you guys aren't more excited about the win. I, I oh, feel we're like, really excited. I mean, I feel like that was a huge moment. I mean, it, it was a, it was a good comeback. It was an exciting finish. I think it means a lot for the program. It was an exciting finish. I agree. I mean, I, I understand it's a bowl game, and, and most bowl games are meaningless unless it's the you know the the, the playoff games. So I disagree. That's a very Michigan take. Man. All right, all right. That's Michigan's <laughs> favorite take of the year right now. Yeah, I had to listen to that on the radio yesterday. It was awful. <laughs> what What can you say about a bowl game? I I just listen. I it I means a lot for the program. We can get into a lot for the program. I understand that, but in terms of money, know, what else? Recruiting. Honestly, the best state for Michigan State to be in. With um, we're pulling a lot of recruits out of Georgia. And now Mel Tucker spent a week down in Georgia, and we put a good game on for them. And apparently, some of our recruits were in the stands. I don't know which well, ones. But. Outside of those intangibles, it just seems like another game, right? You know, I guess yeah, every bowl is sponsored, and well, everyone. Can you has say that bowl. about like the fourth week of the season when you play Purdue? Like, isn't that just another game? No, because every time, every time in the regular season you're playing, it's a chance to to be the best in the in the country and get to the playoffs, which is the ultimate goal. I think. I think. Well, which first, is the, which goes back to the discussion about the playoffs being expanded. Yeah, but I first of all, not everybody can go to the college football play if there's four. And yeah, I there understand are, that. What are there? They're like 125 teams in FBS. Like you got to do something for the rest. Of, but outside of like the participation, I think yeah, that the I know comparison the comparison between conferences is huge. Like right now, the SEC is like one in I don't know six or something in bowl games right now. They look horrible, and 
but they're all sitting out zach yeah yeah and then and then <laughs> um big 10 is five and oh right now so right. i i think like it, it it's good for like well the big 10 is actually pretty strong you know people were like down on it or whatever it's a down big 10 well we're playing pretty well in our bowl game so right and but I think Max, are you trying to say that that only matters for recruiting and intangibles like money and and things? Or are you saying it doesn't matter in the scope of the season? Like it doesn't. Affect I, I think it doesn't matter in the scope of the season. I think if you don't get to the playoffs, then you know what? I mean, everything else is the same. It doesn't matter. It's the, the only thing that really matters is the recruiting, the money, the the cachet that goes behind it, and hopefully down the road, you know, the following year, you can kind of build maybe a better recruiting class. You can get a little more accolades in terms of public perception of the team, get a little exposure for the coach, what he's like, and just kind of put that out there in the National. world to, to show yourself this is who we are. Right. And I, I guess that's the main point. So would this. you say the semifinal game doesn't matter then? No, that's... I, Tonight? Yeah. No, of course not. I think that matters more than any game. The semifinal? But yeah, if, because if, it's you win, the... if you win that and then you lose in the championship, then it's the same thing. What does it matter? But you're already there. You're in the playoffs. You've you've reached that point in these well, games. I, why is that different than a New Year's Six? Because it's not the... You can't become a national champion by winning the New Year's Six. No, but you get national exposure. I, had somebody, I understand I had somebody that, texting me from California last night about the well, game. Becca's in California. No, not Becca. It was... What, it was Well, it, <laughs> she catch. is. She is, but it was one of her friends texting me about it. Like, he saw the game, and he saw Mel Tucker, and they got national exposure because they were in a New Year's Six Peach Bowl. All right, so that's, that's the rationale behind the bowl games. That's fine. I understand that, but it's a different argument based on what I am saying in is, terms of winning and being the best in the country. Is there a lot of value for a Big Ten team to go to the Motor City Bowl or something like that? No, I don't think so. But if it's a New Year's Six... You know, or a you know a big name goal or big excuse me big name bowl on one of these big nights. Absolutely. Why why didn't Kenneth Walker play? Draft. Okay, so obviously there's a level of importance that he would. What if he was in the championship tonight? Would he play? Yeah. Or the, the semifinals. Yeah. yeah. I think that's. I think just that's, like Aiden Hutchinson would be sitting out right now okay. if if. Yeah. I think right there is is a good argument why I, these playoff games mean more than well, a bowl game. Yeah, absolutely, they mean I, more. I, That's what I'm talking about. I disagree with the reasonings of sitting out, most of them. But in a year where everyone sits out, it makes sense. Well, this to is going to become for, the, this for many is, reasons. This but, is not a year where everyone sits out. This is going to become the new norm, and it's happening more and more every year. Yeah, I hope it happens less and less. I don't think it is. How, think how is this trend going to be reversed need, unless the format's changed? There was... Um, there was a couple of reasons. It's mostly the school or the like. The schools have to incentivize people to do it, and it's rather like you have to like in their scholarship. It's like this: if we go to a bowl game, you will play or something like you that. Can't do or, that. You can't. Do I know that. it's it's tough. It's that'd be hard for recruiting because recruits are going to be like, well, I'm a five star, and if I we're going to a shitty bowl, I don't want to get hurt and ruin my. I'm just not going to go to your school. Yeah. So it's 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 really hard. You either the NCAA or someone, or you expand the playoff. And I don't think you can require it. You just have to incentivize it. Yeah. I don't know whether that's through NIL somehow, whether it's getting insurance policies. I think... But, like, you don't see basketball players sitting out. Well, because they have the chance to win the championship. Right, but do they? If you're a 15 seed, but you're going to be a first-round pick? I mean, I think it's the injury probability. Well, it's if you're a 15 seed, you're probably a low team, like a low exposure team, and this is a national exposure for you, so it's a little different. In the in the tournament, I mean, but this is like, I don't know. It you have to, it's, 
I really don't know how you fix it. it. You expand the playoff, yeah, but it's still like these second round draft picks. Like, what's his name? Strong from the we went to the Motor City game last week or whatever. Yeah, on Monday, and that was fun. Yeah, and that was no, fun. The Nevada quarterback, he's talented, and he'll likely be drafted in the second. Like they were saying, second round for him. Why is he sitting out? You know, like these second round draft picks shouldn't be sitting. If you're a first round top ten pick, hell yeah, I understand. Like you're gonna go and you're gonna make millions of dollars. But the drop-off from the first to the second round is huge, in it my is. opinion. In monetary value, it is, too. Yeah. And why is that strong guy sitting out? Like, yeah. he shouldn't be. If he really just shouldn't be. Really, you're, you're probably right. Because if anything, he wants to try to catapult himself into the first round. Yeah. And a bowl game. And when you're playing in the Mountain West, you get pretty good exposure on the West Coast, but not really national exposure. And maybe the Motor City or the, the Quick Lane Bowl, you're not getting national exposure either, but you can at least get some tape against a team you haven't played before. Exactly. And it's a national game. Like, people were watching Nevada – I mean, maybe not intensely, but Nevada Western was a nationally broadcast game on ESPN. Yeah, it was the only game on at 11 in the morning. Well, I <laughs> – yeah, but, that, I mean, that's the point, though, is that you are you are across the nation. You are the game on at that time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't agree with it, but when everybody's sitting out – you have to. You kind of have to. Did you see Ohio State's receivers? They're like a ton of Ohio State players are sitting out. Oh, really? Like oh, the Rose Bowl. This is the Rose Bowl. Yeah, that's Utah. crazy. Isn't well, that? That but is see, crazy. Why, the Rose Bowl isn't any different than the Peach Bowl if you think about it. I mean, in the Big Ten region, it feels more to us fans. Yeah. I don't think it's just the Big Ten re- region. I think the Rose Bowl has a little cachet, at least more so than the Peach Bowl. But I also think it's still a bowl that, in the grand scheme of things, and determining the best team doesn't matter as much at all compared to the playoffs. But it it helps your end-of-season ranking, right? You're going to end up higher if you win than if you lose. It's but a does win. That, but does anyone care about the end-of-season ranking? I, is I that think a big it's important. Deal? Can I ask you, is 10-2 and two or 11-2 and two better? 11-2. Okay. So, like, going into a recruit saying we went 11-2 and two last year is better than saying we went 10-2. Okay, and two. But it, it goes back to, the, to those – you know, intangibles, I guess. You but I think say. those intangibles are, you can't, they're, they're important to your program's future. They are important to the, I, I under, I understand that, but it's, it's missing the, it's missing the ultimate prize, I guess. It's missing what you've always worked for. Yeah. Towards but that season. I guess what you've worked towards. Our difference in opinion here is that you think the other games are worthless or relatively worthless. I didn't worthless. say they were worthless. I just think they mean different things. Exactly. And I think the different things compared to the playoffs or the non-playoff games are 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 vast. Well, I think there's a disparity there. So in college football, it's a little bit, it's slightly different because not every team has a chance to be in the playoffs and win a national championship. I think you can have these four teams that will go play a playoff and name a national champion, but that might not be the best team in the country. If Cincinnati wins, do you think Cincinnati is the best team in the country? I don't think, I think I a know. lot of people would disagree with that. I don't know. Maybe you could, you could say, "Oh, injuries, bad coaching, you know, a loss at the wrong time of the year." Yeah, but, but they like, have the title. But like Utah is red hot right now, and they're going to go play in the Rose Bowl. And if they beat Ohio State, I think they have an argument of saying we are better than what our season outcome is. Yeah, but they're not the ones holding the title, and the one team has the hardware to prove. But it. you're saying we're trying to figure out who the best team is, right? And so you're saying the. The other bowls don't matter for finding out the best team. I didn't say that. I think there's a cachet behind winning a championship. You know, you no, you, can, did. you can say that in any league where the you, person who wins is not the best you, team in the you league. You did say the other bowls don't matter because it doesn't figure out who the best team is. 
Okay. Well, then let me rephrase that. It doesn't figure out who takes home that hardware and, and is able to prove that, yeah, we won. Well, the playoff's an invitational. You want an invitational. Okay. <laughs> so is everything just perfect? Is there is there no reason to change anything? No, like, no, no. We're we need, fine with we players need, sitting out. No, we need a new playoff That sucks. Format. I mean, Kenneth Walker not playing last night was shitty because it's fun to watch him play. It's oh, one of yeah. the biggest reasons why I watched the Spartans play all year long, and then in the supposedly biggest game of the year, he's not playing. I think that's a problem. I think that's shitty. And I think there should be some type of incentive or well, I, I don't know what the answer is. So, but there should be a change to fix that. And that's hap- and it's going to happen more and more and more every year. Yeah, they do need to change the format. And I think changing the format will help with that. At least because, like Zach said, if you're not, let's just call it a first-round pick. If you're not a first-round pick, you probably shouldn't be sitting out, right? And so a first-round pick, that's 30 players. Maybe you can expand that to 40, saying these 40 people think they're going to be a first-round pick, right? You spread that across all the teams. I mean, it's going to be concentrated with Alabama and Georgia players and Ohio State players. Yeah, that's the thing. If you so so if you if you just may, even if the top forty players sit out or wanted to sit out, mm-hmm. if you have a 12, 8 team playoff, that's going to eliminate a lot of those players because the players at Ohio State and Alabama and Georgia are going to be in the playoff and they're going to play. So then you're probably only going to end up with like ten players. Like, say Pitt doesn't make the playoff, but Kenny Pickett thinks he's a top ten pick. Okay, he doesn't he doesn't play, but that's not as big of a loss as all the top players on every single team not playing. Yeah, I, I still like that twelve team playoff format that we talked about on a couple shows ago. I think it was just Zach and I. Yeah, I wasn't on because I I haven't sat down to think about it enough, which I would prefer eight or twelve. But I do have issues with twelve team playoff that I don't like, like the bye week. I don't like the bye week in the playoff. The the nice thing about the twelve team playoff. We're really. This is like tangent. We were we were supposed to talk Michigan, by the way. <laughs> we're, we're getting to that. In a but second but here. like, um, the thing about the twelve team playoff that I really like is it still incentivizes you to be a top four team because of that buy. Like that is absolutely huge, and you still have incentive for twelve to play because you're you have a chance to go to the championship. And granted, it's going to be a huge advantage for those people who have the buy, but um, you still get that incentive, and you still include a lot of the top teams i wouldn't be disappointed with a 12 team playoff because it's better than what we have now but i think i still think that eight is optimal because especially if you have a conference champion tie-in because then it incentivizes the conference championships you, you don't want to expand it too big where november doesn't matter anymore right yeah we're oh you know michigan beat ohio state but that doesn't keep them out of the playoff like that wouldn't, yeah. That wouldn't be as good, I think. Yeah. Well, you still want those games to really mean something, which but, is they do right now. But in, well, absolutely, in the, and I think they still would with an eight-team playoff if you have conference champion tie-ins, because now Michigan knocking Ohio State out of the conference championship race might keep them out of the playoff. I don't see a problem with that. But that this, makes sense. But what about Michigan? Um, the Michigan Ohio State game in a twelve-team format, right? That was for the bye, essentially. It'd be the first-round bye. But that means less than a spot in the playoff. A buy. I don't. To be honest, playing one less game, getting I, it a, makes a big difference. But they're still in the playoff. Huge advantage. They're still in the playoff. Yeah, they still have a chance to win everything. Yeah, like oh, we beat our rival, and then they won the national championship. I don't know. I I, I also think just outside the SEC and the Big Ten, the other conferences can just be so horrible. It's just not worth it. But a team like Utah, I think, would be fun to watch in the playoff. Just give them a chance. And if you have 12, you're going to have all the conference champions in anyway. I'd like to yeah. see that. There's no way they do 12 and they don't have a conference champion. That's true. It would be cool to see a, like a big underdog come in and, and win the national champion. 
I, I mean, that they, will they happen. Might, they might not win the national championship, but at least they're in the playoff and they have a chance to. Well, they, they could. Some year could happen. In the years that it does happen, that's exciting. Now, I'm not saying give an auto bid to the MAC champion, but maybe you See, do. that's the problem. Like, what about the American with Cincinnati right now? Cincinnati made it in. Well, Cincinnati's going to the Big 12. Yeah, but they would, okay. You, but... would, say, you, would, say, you would say the Power 5 and then the top ranked or coastal carolina was another one you would say you'd say the power five and you'd say the top um g5 conference championship top ranked at the end of the year or you would say the top four conferences or you would just say the top ranked conference champions get auto bids because then you're not then you don't have to worry about favoring the power five even though every year it would be the power five conference champions and then a g5 yeah Top six conference champions plus two at large. There's so many scenarios you could throw in there, but something has to change. So then you get a second SEC team in and Notre Dame. All right. So so the big story is is tonight. We do have Michigan playing Georgia today. Go dogs. Isn't Alabama also playing? Okay, right away. Is is Alabama also playing? No, I'll I'll try and be fair. They're playing at four, They're the afternoon game, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, but is that going to be a – what what's the line on that? Do you, do you uh, have me, it off the top of your head? Up. I'll pull it up. It does was, anyone it was like think thirteen and a half? Does anyone think Cincinnati is going to win? Is it going to be a close game, or is this just going to be a, a complete blowout? I have not watched any Cincinnati this year, so I can't tell you. Okay, uh, well, Cincinnati's good. They beat Notre Dame. Can they beat Notre Alabama? Dame? Played really poorly that game. No, they can't beat Alabama. Okay, so so that game's done. And the well, big game. Watch us be incredibly <laughs> wrong. <laughs> yeah, leave it to us. It, it well, you know. Listen, I, I just, would love to see Cincinnati like, win. Cincinnati, I don't think it's going to happen. Cincinnati has some great players. Their quarterback, uh, D. Ritter. I don't know. Is that how you say it? D. Ritter. It looks like D. Ritter. It's just I just oh, know him D- as oh, Ritter. His, oh, his name is D. Is his first initial. Ritter is his last name. <laughs> <laughs> I thought his last name was D. Ritter. Ritter's All trying right, to D. be a first Ritter. round pick. Yeah. So Ritter. Ritter's a great quarterback. <laughs> Ritter is a great quarterback. They have great defensive backs. They have some great defensive players. I think they have a top wide receiver. Maybe does that sound right? No, I, their cornerbacks are really good. That they're, they're they're I all I hear oh, they about have a great running back. All I hear about Cincinnati is they're very fast. They're a very fast team. Yeah, but it's it's the it's the positions in between where Alabama's just going to beat them. You know, Alabama has first round picks at safety, defensive line, linebacker, offensive line. Cincinnati doesn't have that. It's going to be like a it's going to be like grass and a lawnmower. I so, think. <laughs> so, so the big deal is U of M versus Georgia today, uh, eight o'clock or seven thirty. I've seen both. I really don't know. I I probably thought it was eight, to, but it says seven thirty. It probably won't start till eight. It'll probably be closer to eight. Um, so we have the line is seven and a half Georgia. By the way, seven and a half Georgia's favored. Yes. Okay. Uh, okay. So we have. Well, first of all, <laughs> you listened to Wojo. What was it yesterday, Zach? No, oh. I didn't listen to him. He, he had an article in the Detroit News. Sorry, okay. and just for reference, Alabama's favored by 13 and a half. Yeah. Oh, wow. Doesn't feel like go. enough, but. So, Wojo had his reasons, uh, five reasons why Michigan is going to win against Georgia today. and This I'm is sh- Michigan. <laughs> I'm sure that content's out there, but as we have two very staunch Spartans in the room. Well, no, let's, let's do a little breakdown on why, they're, why they could win why they're not Wojo. Go- well, okay. Do you want to go over Wojo's yeah, points? Yeah, I, I, I feel like these are good 
they're valid points, okay. I think, for the most part. So what does he have to say? So is for for tonight. So first of all, let's do a little breakdown. Wojo here. It's seven and a half. Michigan's going to the Orange Bowl tonight. They play at what? What is it? Seven thirty or eight? All right. We just went over this. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, or the, you lack discipline. <laughs> the uh, he's so, not doing well with women. <laughs> I don't even know how to apply this, but that's great. I'm done. Never mind. No, no, no. On to the other things. All right, go, go. Um, so, <laughs> so Wojo's five reasons why Michigan has a very good chance in this game tonight. Hey! So their first reason is that upon further inspection, Georgia's schedule is a bit sketchy. So he he notes that Michigan or Georgia hasn't played anyone outside of the top twenty besides. Um, Besides Alabama, and he says that Alabama exposed them when they played in the SEC championship game. I don't know if you guys have any takes on that. I didn't watch the SEC championship game, but it's not incorrect. Alabama is one of the only good teams that Georgia has played, and as we've seen, the SEC is not fair to well in bowl games. So this year, I think there is an argument to make that SEC is not as strong as they usually are, for whatever reason. The The other game he notes is the um, Kentucky game where they beat is the only notable game where they won. Okay. Um, all right. What I, else? Do you have anything else you have said? No, I just I, I okay. just want to hear these takes. Okay. I'll get to them. Go, go okay. through all of them. And his other take is Kirby Smart, smart to stick with uh, Bennett, Stetson Bennett, the Georgia QB. Instead yeah. of JT Daniels. And so, yeah. G- so it's a very similar situation to what Michigan has, where they have the five-star recruit in the waiting, but they've made it this far with the walk-on or the not-as-touted yeah. quarterback. Yeah. And Wojo Go is with the wondering. Hot hand. Yeah. Oh, I, I agree with that. So there's another. They don't know if he'll be able to make this. If it's a, you know, maybe go with the more talent to go with Michigan. And then his third reason is Michigan's offensive identity might confuse the Bulldogs. And he cites how Michigan's been doing a lot of misdirection and a lot of speed um, out of the backfield, especially with the receiving um, running back. What's his name? I forget his name. God. Corum. That no, not sure Corbin. is a mystery. Haskins? No, not Haskins. He's the freshman out of uh, oh, I can't Chippewa Valley. Anyway, and then the so then the fourth reason is that Mich- or Georgia's big game drought is as notable as Michigan's. Now, this one I don't agree with <laughs> because, first of all, I, I don't want to say Michigan's not in a big game drought now. They've beaten Michigan. They won the Big they Ten Championship. Michigan? Michigan's beaten what? Or, sorry, Michigan's beaten Ohio State. Yeah. Um, well... Well, I think he might be citing their bowl history. Well, yeah, but in their last ten years, they're th- two and seven in bowls. Harbaugh's one and five in bowl games. Yeah, that's but true. That's a good point. Georgia also went to the playoff two years ago and made it to the championship game. Right. So they've I'm won saying, a semifinal. Well, no, that's why I'm saying that this reason is kind of meh. Yeah, exactly. I'm saying Michigan has a real drought. Yeah. One game against Ohio State doesn't break the drought. It sure. helps. It helps. He, he cites that they're 0-4 against Alabama, but I don't think that that's the only big game they've had over their five years. Yeah. Like, Michigan's had multiple big games, too. It's not just Ohio State, you know? And then... Sure, they're, what, 3-3 three and three against MSU or something like that? 3-4, and four maybe? Close to 500 against MSU yeah. over Harbaugh, Harbaugh's tenure. Those are big games. Yeah, exactly. And then um, their, his fifth reason is Michigan is peaking while Georgia was caught peaking. 
<laughs> and he's saying the, Good Wo- for Wojo. the Wolverines played very well against Penn State, Ohio State, and Iowa down the stretch. They, well, they are peaking. I will agree. Michigan well, is getting hot at the right time. Yeah, while well, Georgia was just exposed by Alabama in the SEC championship game. So I think, those are, I, I think those are good, decent reasons. I have a little bit of a different take on some of them. Here we go. So, well, listen. Let me just say overall, I think Wojo makes some good points in terms of the offensive identity. I think that's a big part because I do think that they could U of M could surprise Georgia with what they're bringing to the table. I, I do think it's a bit different and it kind of changes game to game um, because the Wolverines have been a lot more impressive this year offensively than I think anyone realized, especially with their quarterback situation start of the year down the stretch. Yeah, yeah, they did. I mean. Everyone didn't know, and it's still like, wow, I mean, they're, they're really coming together right now, and it's just kind of taking everyone by surprise. And I do think that's a big factor into potentially surprising a team, surprising a defense, or making some certain moves that people were not expecting, especially a team like Georgia, who, who you know, outside of the Big Ten. <laughs> what are you doing? He's got a Georgia sweatshirt on. Alex I see does. the Georgia sweatshirt. This is ridiculous. This is any anyway. My point is that I do think Wojo has some good takes, and I think that's one of the big reasons why the Wolverines are going to win tonight. You think they're going to win? Yeah, I do. Okay, and I guess we can do our predictions later. But I mean, yeah, obviously... we should do our predictions. All right, and Wojo, so Wojo did his five reasons why Michigan would win, and okay. I'm a little less optimistic, and I think a lot of Wolverine fans are. Um, smelling their own stench as some might say and i wanted to i don't think that's how that goes smelling your own stink you don't it's the saying is pretending like your shit don't stink oh well smelling their own stink and (laughs) i have to apologize and i came up with five i have five reasons why (laughs) michigan is going to lose this game zach is not good with words (laughs) or women (laughs) (laughs) and these are uh and um and I have, I want Max to be fair with me, and I Let's want you to call it. me out because I'm, I'm a Sparty, but I think my reasons are very valid. Okay, I want you to be fair. Call me out if these are bad reasons or I'm being ridiculous. And what okay? do I do during this? You can comment as, as needed. Okay. As, <laughs> Thank you. You gave Looks Max like a, a nice little well, guy, actually. <laughs> he's, he's biased the other way, so I want him to have the input as I'm not needed. biased. I didn't go to any school except Michigan Tech. He didn't go to school in Detroit. <laughs> speaking <laughs> of, uh, speaking of Tech, just real quick. MSU beat them in the GLI oh, last good night. For, the GLI doesn't even matter this year because it's a different format and it's not even at LCA or Joe Lewis. Mm. Oh, it's a totally lost. different classic Michigan. Doesn't matter. No, it's a to- it's a totally classic different Michigan. format. Just a write off. It's not even a it's not even a tournament style anymore. <laughs> Who cares? Michigan State beat you in hockey. That's all I'm saying. All right. Well, good for the Spartans. In overtime, three to two. It was great. Anyway, sorry. Were you watching? I saw. Was it on TV? <clears throat> uh, it was on Big Ten Plus. Is that even on cable or is that it, internet? It, it is if you have cab- good cable. Really. Things. Yeah, I'll have to check. Anyway, anyway, that's too bad. I'm I'm, I'm disappointed in the Huskies. Why would you have to bring that up? Disappoint me. Sorry. <laughs> Five okay. reasons why I think Georgia is going to win this game. <laughs> okay, my first reason. Here we go. My first reason is the tight end position. Now I think wrong. I, th- <laughs> I think U of M has great tight ends, but I think the this freshman Bowser. I, I don't know if you guys you didn't watch the SEC game. He was running all up and down the field on. Alabama's he, he defense. He is impressive. He is impressive. He's huge. People are comparing him to Kyle Pitts on the broadcast yesterday. I think he's more of a Gronk type running. He's huge. He grabs he's every got, ball that's thrown his uh, way. An incredible, incredible ass. Thank you, Brett. And uh, I this I don't think that Michigan's linebackers can match up against a guy named Bowser, and it gives them an easy target <laughs> in the red zone. <laughs> Wait a second. Just because of his name. <laughs> oh, well, my no, God. I, Vince, what do you mean? 
In in terms of you, size, you, you and, don't think they can match up to a guy named Bowser? Is the way you phrased it? Like, oh, his name's Bowser. a guy like Bowser. Yeah. Okay. Okay. There you go. It he's fat and he, it gives him an easy <laughs> red zone and third down target. Okay. I like it. All okay. right. All, All right. right. I understand. That's fair. He he is a great tight end. I mean, he's one of the best in the country. I think that's a valid point. I, he's going to be a first, like, top 10 draft pick. Yeah. Easily. He's great. And then my... Is he, wait, isn't he a freshman? He is a freshman. That's so he's crazy. got another year. Yeah. The guy's ridiculous. Um, the number two reason, Michigan's run defense. Now, I, they're ranked number 21 in the country, so they're now, like, schmucks, right? They they have a, like, decent run defense, but... Unless your I, name's Kenneth Walker. Well, that's what I'm saying. It Not only K-9, but before MSU fell... Com- or, sorry, OSU fell completely behind. Right, they were getting some runs from Henderson. Henderson was breaking some carries. He finished with 17 for 74, which is not, you know, a tremendous stat. But you have to remember they were playing from behind the whole game and throwing the ball, you know, almost every play. Um, UGA wants to run the ball, and they were able to put up 100 yards against Alabama's third-ranked um, rush defense. So I think that the rush game actually might favor Georgia. In this matchup, over Michigan's run game, Michigan has a great run game I think too. That and are they are they going to have both the running backs playing, Corum and Haskins? I think they are. Yeah, no, all, all the running backs will be there, and so I so not that in terms of offense, I think Georgia might have the advantage because Georgia's defense, and that gets to my third reason. Well, r- really quick, can I comment on that? Yeah, I do think that you're underestimating. I think Alex brought up a good point in terms of Michigan's run game. I, I do think that their run game is very strong. I don't think that, that Georgia necessarily has an advantage over Michigan. I understand that it's going to be a, a, a strong focus of their offense, but I don't think it means that necessarily they're going to be able to outlast Michigan's run game or kind of supersede it. I think they're going to be very closely matched, and I don't think it's going to work in terms of one team or another for an advantage that might help them win the game. Right. I think Zach is saying that, Georgia's run offense versus Michigan's run defense will be an advantage for the Bulldogs, right? It'll yeah. it'll be it'll be something that they'll which, take advantage of, which but I, I don't think, think it's fair. Because I don't think it's something that's going to help them win the game because I think Michigan's going to answer back. Well, I think everyone's focusing on Stenson Bennett, and I want the Georgia rush offense might have the advantage in this game in terms of getting Stenson Bennett the time he needs to do play action and make the throws and getting him easy third down conversions. A run a run game will be will go a long way towards a victory because you can control the clock, you can control possession. And I agree, Zach, actually, because we saw that Michigan's defensive line is very strong against the pass. They have a great pass rush, but they're yeah. but they're not as strong against the run. And Michigan's line— Especially up the middle. Yeah, and if you can break past, if you can get some penetration past that defensive line, Michigan's linebackers were getting diced by Kenneth Walker. Yeah, and even, even Henderson in the OSU game, it just— it, the stats didn't pan out that way because they were playing from behind the whole time. I think. Okay. My third reason actually segues perfectly. I think that U of M rush offense can be stopped. And going back to Michigan's only loss this year, their worst rushing performance, where they had 130 yards against Michigan State. And Mel Tucker was the former D.C. at Georgia before he went to Colorado. And Georgia plays a very similar style in in defense with the with the four two five. And I think that with the upgrade in talent on the Georgia side of the ball and the style of defense that they're going to play, I think a potential there's a very potential excuse me there's a potential for an issue in the Michigan run offense playing a team like Georgia who already str- and with Michigan especially already struggling against a team like Michigan State. 
to run the ball as they did against OSU or something like that. What do you think, Max? I, I just don't think that you're giving them enough credit. I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm i looking right here at your notes. I'm hearing what you're saying, but I do think that, yes, they're one game, 130 yards, and their only loss of the year, right? So I have to imagine that they're able to learn from this. They're able to use the resources that they have available to them and not make those mistakes that they made in that one loss. It's a learning experience and they're going to able, they're able. It was a learning experience and they are so, a different. They do have different stock. They have a different um, way of playing. I think now they're a lot more outside, but I think that the style that there's a, difference in talent too that you're going to see i think the georgia obviously the georgia defense is probably better than michigan state's defense and maybe this the you know the upgrades that michigan has made is going to be countered by the upgrade in talent that georgia has well i think this kind of goes along with wojo's point where he was like u of m's offense could potentially surprise georgia's defense or you know people might be confused by it i think that they do have a great running game that they're able to take advantage of now maybe more so than earlier in the season and they're able to combine that with, with you know, the, the Cade situation where he's playing very well recently. And they're able to kind of use that type of offense to, to go back and forth and surprise the defense with really what play is going to be run. Because they have attacks at both both levels of offensive play, and they're going to be able to take advantage of that. And Georgia's defense probably will be a little confused by that. This, this segue is great into my fourth point, by the way. Cade okay. McNamara is not Bryce Young, is my fourth point. <laughs> Neither Bryce Young or Cade McNamara are, are like the mobile quarterbacks. They're not, you know, Lamar Jackson style where they, you know, they're going to gas you with big runs all the time. But Bryce, if you guys watch the SEC championship game, Bryce Young was actually under a bit of pressure. And he played really well as a mobile quarterback. I, he was like a Russell Wilson-esque where you're able to like keep your eyes downfield while avoiding the rush and then launch a very accurate deep ball. Bryce Young is very athletic and he's agile. He just doesn't like to run. Yeah, exactly. And I think that Cade McNamara lacks a little bit of the mobility that Bright, well, not a little bit, a lot of the mobility. All that, of the mobility. <laughs> that Bryce Young brought to the table against it and I, everyone's talking about how Bryce Young was able to expo- expose the Georgia secondary well I think that Bryce Young had a lot to do with that in terms of his mobility avoiding the rush and keeping his eyes down yeah, the he field. was able to put himself in a position to expose the secondary and you're saying Cade, Cade McNamara will not be able to put himself in a position exactly. to expose the secondary and I think I also think that Cade um, made some like questionable decisions even in the big 10 championship game if you were watching he had some throws that you're like whoa like what was that but the game was so out of hand already that it really didn't matter at the end of the day so i don't think that Cade mcdermott is going to be able to play nearly to the level that bryce young played i don't know i'm not really going to argue with that point i think that's kind of a fair point that's probably your most fair point you've had i think Cade mcdermott is he plays on the conservative side with his throws most of the time yeah I don't, and, I don't think Cade McNamara is but the, I don't the think, greatest out there. I don't think a conservative passing game is going to win them this game. No, absolutely not. And then my fifth reason, this is a little less football, a little more maybe Sparty. My personal <laughs> what a, what a favorite. Shock. But uh, I think George is going to play with a chip on their shoulder. I think that they're going to come into this game mad. They were told that they were horrible and Alabama exposed them and they don't deserve to be in the playoff. And, you know, this is just – they're just here to be here. And I and I think the opposite of Michigan. I think Michigan's getting a lot of praise. I disagree with this 100%. And this is exactly what gets Michigan down every I, every time. Zach, they're a little pampered. The pride. Yeah, they're a little, oh, you guys are really good. You know, a little pats on the back. That's hugs a and, money shot. Hugs and kisses. That's a money shot. 
hugs and kisses, as Izzo would say, you know, it going in to the Michigan side. And I think Georgia has got a lot to prove, and they're going to be ready to hit. Zach, I think I think you're so wrong on this one. I think Michigan has more to prove than anybody playing in the playoffs this year. They've gone this long being mediocre, down in the dumps, being just the embarrassment of the country. And now one year they have the opportunity to change that. And it starts tonight. It starts tonight. This is when it really matters. And I think that these Michigan players are not forgetting that. I don't think they're they're resting on their laurels. You're, you're basically saying they're resting on their laurels right now. They're getting the praise from the national media. I don't because think they're resting. I just don't think they have the edge I, that Georgia I, has. I know that you're always upset with the way the national media and most media treats U of M by always giving them the, the shining star. Can I say one more really thing? Really being on their side. They deserve it this year, though. That's I will say fine. they deserve it. They've played really well. But you're saying that that's going to the point where Michigan is saying, "Oh, look at this! We're actually not as bad as we we thought, and and we're 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 good." I mean, I I don't I I think this is that's so wrong. Saying. I think U of M is going to have a it's huge, tough to comment. a huge chip on their shoulder playing tonight. I I, I sincerely a, believe that this is going to be where they want to prove more than anything what a good team they are after I, being so shitty these pa- this past decade and more. I think it's impossible to comment on the mindset of the team unless you're with the team. I know. Well, yeah, th- so that's you, why you, we're doing a radio show. It's I know, speculating. I know, but you can't say Georgia's going to have a chip, and you can't say Michigan's going to be arrogant. Even I was though just, it was we all know Michigan is going to be arrogant. We just don't know what Georgia's going to be. <laughs> all right. <laughs> I just think that this is more to counter Wojo's point of the you know the mindsets I, with the peaking in the Georgia. I disagree with that take, Zach. Hundred percent. Okay. I, 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 I just think fair. it's wrong. I think that I think that's Sparty Slappy right there. And then I have a I have a sixth point. That oh, is a bonus a little, point is unbonus. Yes, yes. It's not football related, <laughs> so I didn't want to like include it in my five reasons why. But uh, in the in the the, the Vegas related. line right now, what's open- that, Zach or Alex? I said I don't know if the last one was football related, to be honest. But <laughs> no, maybe not. Well, not really, not next is an O's. The four and a half reasons <laughs> football related. But and uh, so Vegas opened with UGA as an eight point favorite. It has stayed relatively steady at 7.5 despite 75% of the bets and money going to University of Michigan. So Vegas is very comfortable with people betting all on Michigan. Why is that? You know, even the law and to count. To is, that add really, to the, is that really what the, um, the money yeah, split is? Yeah. That's crazy. And also the large bettors, the people placing high bets, are placing their money on UGA. So Vegas is making is very comfortable making money even though all the money is going towards Michigan. It even with a touchdown favorite. You know what I'm saying? So this is this is I think that Vegas the most unbiased opinion you can probably get because their goal is only to make money on the game is showing a lot of favoritism towards Georgia here. That's true. And I looked it up just to confirm and uh the Wolverines have 77% of the money bet with 51% of the total bets. Yeah. So that means a lot of big bets are getting placed on Michigan. A lot and of a lot of big bets placed on Georgia, right? No, no, no. Bigger bets because it's 51% of the bets but 77% of the handle. Okay. So the bigger bets are on Michigan. Okay. The, my last point, my, my second point. That is means the pros are on Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. But Vegas is always right. Yeah, Vegas is always right, mostly. Pretty much always. But I... I don't know. It's a non-football reason. I understand and, that. And that's not even straight up. That's just the spread. That is the, that's a touchdown. Although, yeah, I get over it. Oh, actually, this this has money line. This is for the money line bet. So I guess I don't know what it is for the spread. Oh, okay. Well, oh, anyway. Oh, here we go. For the spread, 
Michigan is getting 65% of the handle and 66% of the bets. So it's gone down since the last time I said it, but yeah. I looked it up. But yeah. So, so that means it's about even with the, okay. the money being bet and okay. the percentage. So I don't know how much of a point this really is either. You can look at it one way or the other. and, and I understand what you're saying. but Bet with Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> I understand what you're saying. It's a good bonus point, but you know, good for the people to make their own determination. Oh yeah, absolutely. So I mean, this, there, this, there, there's, this is not no financial advice. There's no, but there's no way to tell based on this. I understand where the big money's going and, and all that, but I don't know. So what? What were my unfair points? The 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 mindset of the team. I that was a. I don't think it was a stretch. I honestly believe that Georgia's going to play with a chip on their back. I think the mindset of the Shoulder. team is is huge. I'm, I'm speaking well and I I also think that w- the Michigan run defense conversation, talking about that, I don't think that Georgia's going to have any bigger advantage over U of M in, in terms of that area of the game. So I don't think that's going to be an advantage for Georgia. I think it's going to be good, and I think it's going to be both teams' crutch uh, in a good way to to go towards that style of offense, but I really don't think it favors one team or another. I think, I think your best point is the Georgia run game. Focus on that. I think that'll that'll really show up. I think it's a good point. I, but I don't think it's going to be the difference maker. What do you think the difference maker is going to be for either team? I think the di- I honestly think a big difference maker is going to be Michigan as an underdog is going to win. That's going to be it. Well, how is that a difference maker? Well, I think I are think, they an underdog? They're an underdog in Vegas, but are they an underdog? I think they feel like an underdog. Well, like I, you said, Zach, think- the talent disparity. That makes them an underdog. I think I think Wojo's point about Michigan's offense style is going to be the difference maker. I think that's going to be it. I think Michigan will be playing with a chip on their shoulder. I don't think that they're, that Cade McNamara okay, is, so is going to be their, a difference Their offensive maker. style being the difference maker. So you think it matches well against the Georgia defense? Yeah, I do. Well, I I think that I it's that. going. I think it's going to surprise the Georgia defense in terms of what's coming their way, and they're, and they're going to be a little. I think Michigan's going to come up very strong, and they're going to put up at least ten points before. Uh, See if they do that. That's a, it's scored. a completely different game. That's like what happened to Ohio I think, State. I think Michigan's going to score first and come out strong in a big way. I think it's going to be. Set, I think the tone's going to be set very early on. I think I think Georgia's going to be a little um, shell shocked based on what they're seeing, and that's going to be the difference maker. Right. Okay. Just wanted to hear what he just he thinks Michigan will have the chip on their shoulder, and I think Georgia will have the chip on their shoulder. That's how that's what I'm reading into this. Yeah, I think well, they'll that's, both that's, have chips on their shoulder. That's <laughs> also a part of it, but I still think that Michigan is going to have a more uh, a, a a better offense that's going to take advantage of the Georgia defense compared to Michigan's defense. I think Michigan's defense they know what to expect, they know what's coming. I think that's not exactly the same for Georgia, and I think that's going to be a big way that the Michigan right. Wolverines are they don't come have out tape. right away. That's not what I'm saying. They haven't played them at least this year, and I and I understand neither teams played each other, but I think that Michigan's going to come out very strong offensively, and you're going to see a big, big statement made early on. I'm going to make a point to help you, Max. Michigan I don't played need help. Michigan, what are you talking Michigan about? played the number two ranked rush offense in the nation this year and put up 240 yards against them. You know who it was? Wisconsin. Okay. So. They have put up rush yards against a stout run defense. Now, do I think Wisconsin is Georgia? No. And I think Wisconsin's a little inflated. Because did Wisconsin they play... win last night? Yeah, they did. Okay. Because they play in the, the trash that is the Big Ten East. But West. Um, <laughs> West. Oh, oh, West. Sorry. Yeah. And <laughs> Nobody knows. <laughs> Whatever. The trash side of the Big Ten. Of course. But I will say that they have put up against a stout run defense before. But at Michigan State, they didn't. 
So, I, well, I just think the Wolverines are going to set a big tone early on, and and that's going to be a huge. That's going to set the game up for Michigan to win. All right, should we do our bets or uh, our picks then? And sure. do we have a bet on this? Do we have a bet on what our picks? Who is going to be the most correct? We can do both um, playoff games. I still need to get, get. I still need to get paid. I still need my dinner. Oh yeah. I you, thought we. No, I thought we evened out. No, I don't think so. Yeah, I think we did. We we have it at the bottom of the show. We'll sheet. figure it out later. Let's let's focus on the Michigan game. All right, all right. Let's do Michigan first, then we'll talk about our picks for Cincinnati. Zach, okay. why don't you go first? You seem to have. I think. Do uh, I? I think we'll do we'll do spread and over under. Spread and over under. Yeah, let me let me get the numbers up just so that we're correct on everything. The spread is seven and a half for Georgia. Yeah, and the over under. I'll give it to you if you want to start making your. Uh, Spread pick. The one thing about the spread that I don't like, and I will say this, is it's a high spread at, for seven and a half. That's a whole touchdown. And I don't – I think Georgia will win, but I don't think it's going to be a very high-scoring game based on both their styles. I don't think that Michigan's going to be able to get the big plays that they were getting against Iowa, and I don't think Georgia's offense is built for, you know, high-powered passing attack like Alabama. High-powered so, passing attack. <laughs> Watch the hard The, o- the over-under is 45 and a half. Yeah, so I'm first of all so I'm going under. I'm going under. No, forty-five and a half is low. Yeah. That's really low. It's very low. I'm going. I'll actually go over then because I think it's going to be right around fifty. I think that they're gonna. It's going to be like a twenty-four to seventeen game. So I'm going to go well, that's Michigan. Under. That's forty-one points. Hold on a second. Well, oh, I, boy, I'm ready to Max, go. Max, why don't you go? I don't, I don't, I don't need the points. I think Michigan's going to win. I think it's going to be a relatively high-scoring game because I do think both offenses are going to come so, out swinging. We're doing the spread, so you're taking the points. Yeah, I'm. No, I don't. I don't need the points. You can. You can't them. just give up the points. Yeah, I can. That's not how this works. Why? Why not? All right, fine. Give me that seven and a half points. That's fine. That's that's easy. I'll take Michigan easily, and I think it's going to be an over. I think there's going to be a relatively high-scoring game. I think both offenses are going to come out swinging. I think it's going to start with the Wolverines. I think they're going to set the tone. And I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. So over 45 points and give me Michigan. Easy. All right. Easy. All right. Zach, have you composed yourself? Yes. <laughs> I think that both teams are going to score. Well, I guess I'm doing the un- – well, no, I'm going to do the over. And I think both teams are going to be in the low 20s. So it's going to be a 27 to 20 game. I, I'm going to take Michigan on the line. But I think that um, – Georgia will win the game. All right. So Zach has the over in Michigan. Is that right? Yep. And Max also has the over in Michigan. Yeah. Look at that. All right, Alex. I'm taking the under, first of all. I think it's going to be a defensive battle. Um, I think that Michigan's defense has been very good this year. And I um, I think if both teams focus on the run, which I think they both will, that just leads to a low scoring game. So I'm going to take the under, under 45 and a half. Okay. And I I agree with your point, or with Zach's point, that seven and a half is a lot. That's a lot of points, especially in a low-scoring game. Um, I do think Michigan might, I don't know, because I would want to bet with Vegas. <laughs> but you, I, don't have, you don't have your opinion ready. No, I do have my opinion ready. It's just tough. I, oh I'm going to take, I'm wearing a Georgia sweatshirt right now. Yeah, I, we see that. We understand. But seven and a half is a lot. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take Michigan with the points because it's just too many points to, okay. to give up. I think it's gonna be a close game. All right, so we've all taken Michigan, but I'm taking the under. That's fine because I th- I'm predicting like a 20, 21 or twenty four seventeen game, like very low scoring. Okay. 
and within within a touchdown, I think. So I got it here under and Michigan. Okay. So now we need some points of differentiation, which is why we got to take into account the uh, the Cincinnati Alabama game. Okay. So that is thirteen and a half points, and the over under, if I can pull it up, is. 57 and a half. So they're predicting a much higher scoring game okay. for the afternoon game. 13 and a half points. Uh, I'll go first. Um, like I said earlier, Cincinnati has some good skill players. They've played really well this year. They've scored a lot of points against some good teams, but they haven't played anybody with the talent that Alabama has. Even Notre Dame, the talent disparity between Notre Dame and Alabama, we've seen it a couple times in the CFP in the playoff before. Alabama blows Notre Dame out of the water. And Cincinnati has nowhere near the talent Notre Dame does. Mm-hmm. So Alabama's going to blow Cincinnati out of the water. I think they win by 21 or more. So I'm going to take Alabama with the points, minus 13.5. And I'm, I'll take the over. I think this will be the offensive game that you think Michigan and Georgia is going to be. Okay. I think this is going to be like a 42-24 game. Okay. Uh, I'll go. I think that Alabama, you're right, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a route. I think they're going to – I'm taking Alabama – um, so I, I think that's fine. I think they're going to win by at least two touchdowns. I think it's going to be a relatively boring game because it's going to be a blowout. I'll take the under because that is a high over-under, and I know that with you know Alabama potentially blowing out Cincinnati, that's kind of a risky pick. But I don't think Cincinnati is going to get many points on the board. I, I, I think it's going to be a relatively simple route, and it's just going to be at that. So give me Alabama, and I'll take the under. I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take the over, I think. Um, Alabama's just going to blow them out. And I, I don't even think Alabama can stop themselves, as as you would say. I think that the offensive line is just going to run over Cincinnati. Yeah. Um, I think that the run game for Alabama is going to just decide it right off the bat. And their running back was um, injured in that Georgia game, and he still went over 100 yards. Uh, or their running game went over 100 yards. Their star running back was injured in that game. So I think that with a healthy running back and the Alabama running game coming to fruition, um, I think that uh, <laughs> nice, nice word choice. I'm gonna do like forty-two to seven, Alabama. So, but you said the over. What's the over? Fifty-five and a half. God, why am I doing this so bad today? Yeah, you gotta you get your, your mind together. Your math, your words. I'll do the over. I'll do the under then. So you and Max <laughs> are gonna have the exact same picks: over Michigan, under Alabama. It's fine. Which means either you guys tie or I win. Okay, that's fine. fine. That's fine. Whatever. What are we betting even? Are we betting anything? Hold on. Can we have the tiebreaker? The tiebreaker is that he thinks Michigan's going to win, and I think Georgia's going to win. Okay. That's fine. Okay. That's that's fine. Yeah. What what is you uh, have a more advantageous tiebreaker according to the spread? But whatever. That's fine. I think Michigan's going to win anyway. You you didn't even want the points. I didn't really. (laughs) That's that's fine. That's a fine tiebreaker. Yeah. What are what are we going to bet before the show? We said we should do something on the show as part of the bet, like a a punishment. I don't know what it could be. I don't know. That's a good question. I wasn't prepared for this. Write in. <laughs> at cutting out early. Cutting out early dot podcast at gmail dot Should we do something like singing? Oh Who's no. Who's got the best no, singing voice? We shouldn't punish the list <laughs> we shouldn't punish the listeners. I mean, the listeners have heard my singing already. I think they've heard all of our singing before. Loser has to sing the fight song. No, no. <laughs> That's just cruel. That would be cruel. What can we do? What can we do? Eh, we'll think about it. We'll, th- we'll think about it. We'll get back to you. Maybe, yeah. maybe uh, I don't know, bottle bet? Sure. Or a shoot the boot? Shoot the boot? <laughs> yeah. You got to freeze a boot to do that properly. Otherwise, it just stinks. 
just absorbs into the boot. Unless it's le- well, even leather would absorb into it. For those that don't know, shooting the boot is when you drink a beer out of a boot. Yeah. I- <laughs> Loser has to shoot the boot. Should we videotape it and post it? Sure. Okay. It'll be decided by tonight. So Where are we going to get a boot? Whose boot? Yeah, that's, yeah, a, big, that's a big factor. The logistics of this, that's disgusting. A Salvation Army boot. That's disgusting. That's absolutely gross. I'm not putting my mouth in a Salvation Army boot. Well, then you better win. <laughs> do you have a Salvation Army boot to do tonight? Uh, no, but we can go get one. <laughs> Jesus Christ. A ski boot. A ski boot. Not my ski boot. I'm not going to ruin that with beer. Well, we'll figure, it, we'll figure it out when we have to. All right, to. We'll, we'll discuss it. We'll get back to you next time we do the show. All right. It's fine. All right. It's no All big right. deal. All right. Are, are we good? Um, I mean, obviously, the win for U of M, if that happens, that's big for the program. I think it's huge, like we said, for those intangibles earlier on. I think that's it. But I also think it matters having that cachet as a uh, potential national championship because if they get to the national championship, you know, I'm sure it's going to be Alabama. Um, I don't know what's going to happen there. That's a different show. All right. I agree. So. All right. Let's let's try and do some fun New Year's Eve stuff. <laughs> it's New Year's Eve. It's, it is New uh, Year's Eve. I know. It's uh, 11.15 in the morning, so we got about 12 hours before 2022 starts. Hopefully, you all get a chance to listen. Hopefully, you have time to listen. This is going to be a long episode, kind of unintentionally. That's not true. That's not true. We're only at hour 11. Well, we got a lot of stuff to cover. Well, we'll we get, get some. New, well, we just want to do some fun New Year's Eve stuff to ring it out. But before we do... Have you guys heard of uh, this this thing that's kind of sweeping TikTok? It's called Side Talk. It's a like a, <laughs> a vlog thing that people are doing in New York. I didn't hear. They're about going this around. Today. They're going around Staten Island interviewing uh, just kind of random street people. As you can imagine, there these people these kind of probably people hanging out outside of a liquor store kind of thing. <laughs> anyway, it's hilarious. The video is funny, but the audio by itself is just amazing. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna play this video. It's a little bit less than a minute long. It's side talk on YouTube, and it's just great. Just right. imagine this guy going around interviewing a bunch of <laughs> street people, like an appropriate term. Yeah, sure. Just people you meet on the street. Man in the street. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. All right. Here we go. <laughs> I haven't heard about this till today. This is off YouTube, side talk. This episode is called Coney Island Ski Club. And it's big on TikTok right now. Yeah. Hey, yo, we got Byron's Car Wash live from Coney Island. Are you vaccinated? Yes, sir. I was feeling thirsty. Your mom gave me a gallon of Henny to quench that, you are. It's no snow on the floor. He's really skiing in Coney Island on a hard top. <laughs> what we do in Coney Island, Collect? Real, son. We keep it real. Fuck your life. <laughs> Bing bong. He had too many shots. You want a shot? Hey, yo, Ariana Grande, what's up, mama? I'll come to Coney Island and take a spin on a cyclone. I miss you. Let's see that spin flip, boy. Cyclone. Yeah. <laughs> With the yellow foam zone. I have seven female wives. Go to my Instagram. What do you want to tell Joe Byron right now? What's up, baby? Take me out to dinner. Hey, yo. This is the Kim and Kanye of Tony Allen. Hey, Kim, they got shit on me. Yo, he got his phone in his balls. Steve Jobs did not die for this. If you see these dogs in your front yard, just know upstairs I'm going hard. Bing bong. <laughs> Every one of those is a drop. Isn't that, isn't that gold? We're, we're going to have to get some of those on the show. <laughs> we have to. I mean, there's people skiing in the street. He's, he's got one ski strapped to his foot going around in the street. A guy doing a flip in the middle of traffic. Another oh guy God. on the boardwalk in like a, a Speedo with his phone tucked down the front. <laughs> 
Oh my god. Oh my god. I can't breathe. <laughs> I think that's so good. <laughs> oh my god. I gotta pull those. Does drops. It make you guys want to visit Staten Island? <laughs> yeah. yeah I, all the things I've heard about it. Oh my god. Oh man. That's so good. The the Byron quotes especially <laughs> are just huge on TikTok right now. Oh my god. What do you want to say to Joe Byron right now? <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, tonight we do have a, a Staten Island alum. Uh, oh, that's right. Pete Davison's hosting one of those shows. Um, but there's a bunch of things going on right now. I, I'm kind of curious to see the the New Year's Eve TV specials because it's always different. Usually, it's just it used to be you know Dick Clark that was a gold standard with with Seacrest when when Dick Clark would count down and it was you know always sad um, <laughs> for obvious reasons. But now Ryan Seacrest has taken it over since Dick Clark has since passed away. Uh, so, you know, we have that going on. Yeah, what are the top TV specials? What are we going to have on in the background tonight? So there's been changes, too. There's there's a lot of major events canceled from, from Los Angeles to Miami. Um, Fox has canceled its planned offering New Year's Eve Toast and Roast, hosted by Ken Jong and Joel McHale. That was canceled last week. J, uh, LL Cool J pulled out of his performance um, in Seacrest, um, that, that whole Dick Clark's Rockin' Eve. Uh, he tested positive for COVID-19. Uh, so here are the major televised events still rolling on for New Year's Eve. The the big one is Dick Clark's New Year's Rockin' Eve with Ryan Seacrest. 8 o'clock tonight, Eastern Time on ABC. It's the 17th time Seacrest is hosting the gold standard New Year's Eve show, which I consider the gold standard New Year's Eve show. The ABC one? Yeah, Dick okay. Clark's Rockin' Eve. Good to know. We've all seen that. Uh, so but I'm sure there's one on NBC and CBS. Well, there, and yeah, there is. Fox. But I know I understand. But I mean, well, Fox is canceled. Like I said, they don't have anything. Well, let's see if they get to anything. But they canceled their their offering that was going to be hosted by Ken Jong and oh, Joel the McHale. Oh, the roast. The roast. Okay. Toast and roast. Yeah. Well, let's see if they have a replacement. But anyway, so for Dick Clark's Rockin' Eve, there's going to be uh, Journey and Carol G. AJR with Daisy the Great, Avril Lavigne, and Travis Barker. Uh, Travis is going to be in Los Angeles. Um, the other thing going on is NBC's Miley's New Year's Eve party. Okay, that's where Pete and Miley are hosting. Yep. Uh, they're going to give a youthful a... twist to the celebration from Miami. Uh, that might be a good one to put on. Yeah, and it's going to be... Uh, is there a good concert or something it's going going be really, or It's either going to be really good or really bad. I feel like Miley can really bring it down. It's going to be produced by Lauren Michaels, the show tonight. Um, musical guests include Miley Cyrus, of course, Brandy Carlisle, Billy Joe Armstrong, Sweetie. 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 Well this done, kid. Max. How old is this kid? Sweetie. Okay, Zach, come on now. <laughs> One to talk over there. Anita... Jack Harlow, 24K Golden, and Kitty Cash. That's a pretty good lineup. A lot of those people were on SNL in the past, like, six months or so. So it makes sense. It's gonna Lauren be... Michaels got him on the show, and he was like, all right, you can do SNL if you also do my New Year's Eve show. Uh, 10.30 p.m. tonight on NBC. Uh, what time? Sorry. 10, 10.30. Oh, late. It's tonight. A little late, yeah. So uh, we, could, we can start with ABC and then move to NBC later. Probably, yeah. Oh, no, the game is on at 8.00. Yeah, yeah the game's going to take most of this away. Okay, that's fine. Uh, New Year's Eve Live, Nashville's Big Bash on CBS from 8 p.m. And then again at 11.30 p.m. There's probably a little break in there. Uh, so big, so country big, it's airing twice over five hours, counting down the East Coast midnight and returning to countdown at the show's Nashville base. More than 50 country music live acts will be hosted by Bobby Jones and Entertainment Tonight correspondent Rachel Smith. 
There's going to be Jason Aldean, Jimmy Allen, Kelsey Ballerini, Gabby Barrett, um, Dirks Bentley, Brooks and Dunn, Luke Bryan, Ellie King, Miranda Lambert, Darius Rucker, Blake Shelton, Lady A. Never heard of him, next. <laughs> Just kidding. I, I have, obviously. Those are a lot of big names. Uh, CNN New Year's Eve live on CNN starting at 8 p.m. for the fifth year. Anderson Cooper and Andy Cohen host the fully, uh, fully erivent, everent. God, I can't talk this morning. What does that mean? That's Can I get a dictionary definition? Irre- irreverent? Irreverent? Irre- spell it for me. I-R-R-E-V-E-R-E-N-T. Oh, oh, oh okay. Why can't I irreverent. talk? Irreverent. Irreverent. Uh, increasingly inebriated. Celebration from Times Square. <laughs> it means showing a lack of respect for people. <laughs> okay. Interesting. Um, remember, so it's me- irreverent on CNN? I guess. They're just going to... They're just going to do whatever. Okay. Remember when uh, Anderson Cooper took a shot of like tequila a couple years ago and he was like... He couldn't take it. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was, was embarrassing. I think I played that in the show. I'm surprised they're redoing ago. that. I thought that was a big meme. Well, they've been doing this for, for four years, and this is going to be the fifth year. Oh, I didn't realize they were messing up every year. Um, it's <laughs> going to be uh, at Times Square on CNN at 1230 a.m. Eastern Time. The duo handover to CNN's Don Lemon and Elsian Camarota, as well as comedian Dulce Sloan who continue the party in New Orleans to ring in uh, the central time zone New Year. Do you guys know these people? Do you know all of these people? I know who Dulce Sloan is. I don't. I have no idea. I don't know who Dulce Sloan is. She is a frequent... Um, in Cabana? Huh? Dulce in Cabana? No. She's a frequent um, contributor to a podcast I listen to. Oh, okay. So on CNN, it's going to be Katy Perry, who is headlining from her new play, Las Vegas Residency, along with guest stars including William Shatner, Patti LaBelle, Earth, Wind, and Fire, and Duran Duran. So that's going to be the other show. Um, Feliz 2022 con el gordo y la falasa on Univision starting at 11 p.m., um, I guess it's going to be the Hispanic show, and uh, I don't know any of these people, although musical, it's going to be on Univision at 11 p.m., whatever that is. Spanish language channel, I'm sure. Musical guest, Nacho, Calibre 50, Gloria Estefan. Why are there so many of these? <laughs> like, I can understand the Hispanic one. Like, that makes sense, right? You, you have a Spanish, you have show. A Spanish language one. Yeah, 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 exactly. But, like, CNN, NBC, ABC, Fox, how many of these are actually being watched? You got to put something on, I guess. Like I said, the whole Fox one is going to be canceled, but there's going to be Fox News Channel, the All-American New Year, with special New Year's Eve covering live from the Wild Horse Saloon in Nashville, helmed by Fox and Friends weekend co-hosts Will Kane, Rachel Campos Duffy, and Pete Hegseth. Uh, Does nobody get the day off? <laughs> I guess not. Musical guests, Montgomery of Montgomery Gentry, John Elfonte. Oh, Nice. Any relation? My family, yeah. John, Yeah, that's pretty crazy. It's like my fourth cousin, twice removed. <laughs> John Alfonte, who's the former lead singer of Kansas, Ken Block, and Drew Copeland of Sister Hazel, whoever they are. And that's about it. Well, so. should we host our own show? I feel left out. <laughs> the, we cutting definitely out, could. Cutting out early rockin' Christmas Eve. We'll do a live podcast. Good. We'll do I've a live. Always, we want to do, I really want to do a live podcast. I think it would be fun. How would we do that? Like a like a like a Facebook Live. Like I mean, we can or set like up a, a YouTube. Facebook Live. Yeah, you can do it on YouTube too. Or a YouTube Live. We can talk about it. Well, New Year's Eve is kind of being scaled back all over the country. It seems like every day there's there's more and more cancellations, more and more flight cancellations too, which I guess is just becoming the norm. Nobody is is able to work these flights, so just 
thousand flights canceled. That's the story I saw this morning. A thousand plus flights canceled before New Year's. Which is crazy. That, I mean, that's crazy. unbelievable. People are stuck everywhere. Over 1,100 flight cancellations today, Friday. Uh, so that's just, that's happening right now. Uh, 1,100 canceled U.S. flights uh, have been canceled Friday, and nearly 600 have been delayed, according to Flight Aware. Uh, there have been more than 9,000 cancellations and more than 45,000 delays within, uh, to or from the U.S., the United States since Christmas Eve. So that's that's a bitch for so many people right now. I know my my girlfriend's actually on a flight right now to uh, she, coming she, back from California. She made it. Yeah, yeah. The flight's good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, she's on the flight. She's in the air. They're delayed. I'm not sure why they are delayed. She didn't know why. Maybe weather around here or weather on the way. But um, she's gonna make it. So so in New York, attendance at the Times Squ- Times Square celebration known as the Ball Drop. Everyone knows that. <laughs> Uh, What's it known as? It's been capped at 15,000 people, down from pre-pandemic 60,000, with organizers encouraging um, revelers to watch it on TV instead. That doesn't even look like a fun event to me, to be honest. People have to stand out there all day. People wear wear diapers. diapers. Yeah, I know. It's disgusting. Why? Why? It's disgusting. Because people have to get their spot and be there all day. It's cold. But there's no food. Why do you want to do it? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's like maybe get on TV. Maybe it's like a New York City thing. Like you have to go and see the ball drop in person once or something. I don't know. I really don't know. You don't have to do anything. <laughs> That's ridiculous. It's a life experience. Um, let's see. In so Chicago, not pissing in a diaper while I'm standing <laughs> on the street. It's embarrassing. In Chicago, um, the Illinois governor has not yet imposed restrictions or shut down the city's traditional fireworks show, but he warned Chicagoans, 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 whatever, this week that Omicron and Delta are coming to your party. You need to think twice about how many people will be gathered together, keeping social distancing if you're at a party and if you can't leave. Uh, San Francisco has canceled its fireworks show over the Bay for the second year in a row. Atlanta, too, has canceled its peach drop, where for 30 years, revelers have gathered to watch a glittering fake peach descend to the ground. MSU dropped the peach last night. (laughs) Seattle has decided to go ahead with the fireworks from the Space Needle and Las Vegas. Las Vegas plans an eight-minute firework display along the Strip. Uh, health experts and officials have explained that Las Vegas' celebration take place across the city, not in a tightly packed area. So that's going to be uh, a, a big party there still. And, uh, yeah, so all these cities are kind of scaling back a little bit. The, last year when they the ball dropped, there was, like, how Nobody. many people? It, there were people there, yeah. but it was, like, they were evenly spaced, like, six feet apart. It looked like, I don't know, like a parade almost where they were just in formation to watch the ball drop. Hopefully it's a little better than that because that was just ridiculous. I don't. Maybe it'll look like an actual crowd. Probably not. I can't imagine it would. But so one of the big things that I saw for 2022 coming up are apparently there's some big movies coming out, and I know oh. it's kind of weird because it was a bad year for movies. 2020. I feel like it was a bad year for movies. Nothing came out, which makes sense. The studios were all shut down last year and whatnot. But okay, so, so they're gonna I'm make gonna, up for it. I'm gonna go over these movies, and I want you to tell me. I if, have no idea what's coming out. If you're interested in seeing these, I probably am. Did you I, just see a movie? I just went to see Spider Man. Oh, how was that? Um. To be honest with you, I usually like movie theaters. Like before the pandemic, I loved going to the movie theater to see a good movie. It's the best way to watch. But this was not. I maybe it was the crowd. First of all, first of all, it was a crowded movie theater. Where did you go? Helped, uh, the the Palladium at the Palladium. Palladium oh, at uh, Birmingham. Right? Birmingham. Yeah. Okay. That's 
Nice. It was a it was a nice theater, but it was crowded. First of all, the kid next to me was like, I don't know, like fifteen. He was on his phone the entire time. Like the light from his phone was right. like in my eye oh, the whole time. Come on. Are you kidding me? And then there was a girl sitting on the other side of me. So it was a packed movie theater. So my family couldn't even sit together. We like got our tickets, and we were lucky to get five tickets to this th- to the show. Wow. And the girl next to me was commenting on everything the whole time. To you. No, not to me, to her, whoever was sitting next to her. Like, oh, I'm sad. This is heartbreaking. Like, it was just, like, stupid. It's ridiculous. Stupid. Do they not understand movie theater etiquette? You're supposed to be quiet, and phones are just inexcusable. Like, I don't understand why you would have that out at all. No. I've never seen that. Like, it was, it was, it was, maybe they just forgot how to be at a movie theater. I don't know. But I was a little disappointed in the people around me. It it distracted from the experience. That's horrible. That stinks. It was actually a pretty... I would recommend seeing the movie though, if especially if you're a, a, a superhero guy. I'm not really a superhero guy, and I, you know, I still got some enjoyment. Out okay, of it, so I'm not really a superhero guy. Yeah, it's definitely a. a you have to have a taste for it. Fair I would enough. say. Fair enough. Fair enough. So, go ahead. What no, was the last movie you saw, Max? In the theater? Yeah. Oh God, I don't know. It. I haven't been to a theater in so long. Oh really? You haven't yeah. gone recently? Nope. I haven't probably. I. Have, it's probably been since 2019. I've been to a theater. Yeah. I just have not gone. I have not watched movies. Fair enough. I'm so out of it on movies. You're not much of a movie guy. I'm really not much of a movie guy anyway. So it's not a big deal for me. Yeah. Um. Hard to but, capture your attention for that long. Yeah. <laughs> it's not true. I, I could, very true. I could fish for five hours and be very happy. With his phone and the radio no, playing no, in the no. background. Well, or... I like the radio in the background. <laughs> That's all right. All right, so I want to hear if you guys are at all interested in these movies. We have a double shot of Tom Cruise coming up in 2022, uh, Top Gun Maverick set for May 27th, and Mission Impossible 7 due out in September 30th. Uh, so those are coming up. He sat out the pandemic, but he's back. Any interest? I'm not a Tom Cruise guy. I don't really watch Tom Cruise movies. Yeah, I I mean, why do they do all these remakes? I want a good original movie. Wouldn't that <laughs> no, be awesome? No, no that's that, not, not how movies work nope. anymore. I know. Uh-uh. I know. Get it. Isn't that too bad? Like, they're all rehashes. It's ridiculous. All right, so not interested. Not in those, no. Okay. A New Dark Knight. Uh, exit Ben Affleck. Enter Robert Pattinson. This is ridiculous. Robert Pattinson is Batman? Yep. Begins with The Batman on March 4th. Out of Twilight and into The Dark Knight? I really, yeah. en- I really enjoyed the last Batman series. The Christian Bale Batmans. So, yeah, it was a peak. You at least they need to give it at least ten years before they do another one. So at I, least I didn't see the Ben Affleck Batman's, but I saw the Christian Bale ones. Maybe I'll see this one. I like Batman movies. It's just another rehash. They need original content, and it's too soon to be doing this kind of stuff. Am I right? They was just it like it, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't super recent, but it's recent enough that you think of Batman as Christian Bale. It should be to the point where you're like thinking of Batman as Batman and not Christian Bale, you know? It's like Adam West Batman. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. It was far enough away that you weren't thinking like Adam West is Batman. You know? Okay. I, I, I totally agree with what you're saying. I understand. It's that. ridiculous. Yeah. It, it's too quick. Well, for those of you who are the superhero movie guy or girl, there are plenty of superhero movies coming out in 2022. Of course, it's a field day. What was that? I was going to say, why are we gendering the uh, superhero fans? <laughs> Just regardless. <laughs> we have Black Panther. <laughs> we have, have to cut that out. <laughs> ridiculous. Throw them off this game. <laughs> the list includes the Black Panther sequel, Black Panther Wakanda Forever, uh, November 11th. That one will be tough without... Um... Is Chadwick Boseman in it? 
Did do they have like a CGI or did he do I, half of it? Or I don't know. Is he in it at all? Or I I have no idea. It doesn't say. Okay. It doesn't say. Not not the info I have. Uh, so stay tuned to find out because it's coming out November 11th. Are there any non-superhero movies on this list? Well, hang on, hang on. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Uh, there's going to be The Rock in Black Adam. Uh, Doctor Strange in the Multi-Universe of Madness. See, I'd see that. Hold on, go back. The The, the Rock. Dwayne The Rock Donaldson. John, wow, I cannot talk this morning. Did you I start am celebrating sorry. New Year's <laughs> Evil early? <laughs> I don't know, guys. Uh, you could take over Dick Clark's job. Happy New Year. Okay, that's awful. <laughs> 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 that was distasteful, Max. Sorry. Um, you were thinking it. Um, no, we weren't. Spider-Man. <laughs> you were. No. Liar. I would see The Rock in any movie. So that is All right. a great play. John so, The Rock Dwayneson. <laughs> something like that. Black Adam is coming out July John 29th. Dwayneson. So Zach's going to be first in line for that. Uh, Doctor Strange in the Multi-Universe of Madness on May 6th. Uh, see, I don't like Doctor Strange. He's such a terrible superhero. Thor, Love and Lunder. Love and Thunder, Ooh. excuse me, July 8th. You know, I think it is, we're doing this podcast at, you know, what is it, 10 in the morning, and usually we're doing it at like 7 or 8 at night, so maybe that's part of it. We need a little more time is to that warm up in the morning. Is that your excuse? I think so. Okay. Well, I, I feel better in the morning. At night, I, I'm tired. I want to kind of get through it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. We're a little more jazzed up on coffee this morning, maybe. Maybe that's it. <laughs> okay, we have The Flash as well, November 4th, and next. the Spider-Man Connected Morbius, uh, January 28th. Next. Where's the next drop? Another find. Spider-Man? <laughs> Spider-Man? Do we have a next drop? I thought we did. Return of the King. It's long, it's long been since the Avatar has hit the screen and has been surpassed by uh, movies like episode... Si- what is that? Seven of The Force Awakens and The Avengers Endgame. This is what you're thinking. Never heard of them. Next. <laughs> yeah. No, I thought there was one that was just next. We, we don't have that. That would be a good one. Yeah. Uh, Return of the King. It's been so long since Avatar hit screens that it sometimes feels like it never did. The James Cameron Avatar? Uh, we, yes. We have Avatar 2 finally due out December 16th. Oh, I didn't know that was a thing. And I think people are very much excited for it. Uh, there's going to be some big name biopics or biopics, however you want to say that. Jennifer Hudson starring uh, as Aretha Franklin in R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Uh Didn't hit box office gold, but biopics remain an important part of the Hollywood machine because in 2022, we're going to get Whitney Houston's story with I Want to Dance with Somebody. I Want to Dance with Somebody. So that's going to be December 23rd next I kinda, year. I kind of like this genre where they go over like the singer's life, but I think this is too many. Like this is like it's a lot. Four. This is four in one year. Anna De Armas, uh, with uh, Anna De Armas. What, what Anna movie De Armas. Uh, no time to die. Oh, that already came out. I know. That's what she. Pre- oh, she's coming to play Marilyn Monroe in Blonde. Oh, so that's not coming out. I mean, I think that'll be very interesting. 2022. That'll be there. Um, Some great plot. Uh, let's see. Um, there's the Untitled Elvis Presley Project uh, with Tom Hanks as Tom Parker, who is Presley's manager, not Presley. Uh, I'll see Tom Hanks in anything. Um, Baz Luhrmann takes on Elvis Presley. Uh, it's his, He's the director in his still Untitled Elvis Presley Project is what that is. So that's coming there. <laughs> Halloween ends October 14th. Some neighborhood uh, slashers. 
Um, there's going to be Scream January 14th. I saw a uh, trailer for that yesterday during the game. And then it's coming out in January? Yeah, January 14th. That's interesting. The Med- Metahor series' fifth installment. And Texas Chainsaw Massacre February 18th. Wait, why is that not around Halloween? That's what I'm saying. It's coming out in January. That's so strange. That is really strange. Jordan Peele is having a movie, Nope, July 22nd. <laughs> There's really not much that we know about that, but if you like Jordan Peele movies, that's going to be the one to look out for. I liked um, the first two. Get Out. Get Out and, and Us. Us. Yeah. I like the title. Nope. <laughs> um, there's going to be a lot of sequels. Um, Sneakerella. Uh, Disenchanted. Wait, Sneakerella? Yeah. Like Cinderella, but Sneaker? Like a tennis shoe? Yep. Is it based on tennis shoes? It's based... It, it reimagined Is this a Cinder- Disney movie? A reimagined Cinderella for the latest Air Jordan generation. Oh, Sneakerella. so if the Jordan fits. <laughs> sure. <laughs> okay. Disenchanted, following up 2007's Enchanted. Uh, there's Lightyear, which tells the origin story of Toy Story. Of Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. Oh, I'd see that. Death that on sounds the, interesting. Death on the Nile continues the tale of 2017's Murder on the Orient Express. Uh, Downtown Abbey 2, Sonic the Hedgehog 2, Fantastic Beast: The Secrets of Dumbledore, Legally Blonde 3, Jurassic World Dominion, Minions, The Rise of Gru, Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, Knives Out 2. Oh, I will see Knives Out 2. And Hocus Pocus Knives 2. Out 1 was great. Yeah, I would see Knives Out 2. Did you guys see Knives Out 1? Yeah, I That was the last it. movie I saw before the pandemic. It was enjoyable. I remember seeing it in like February, and then I didn't see a movie for a long time. It was uh, good. It was really good. I, I don't know why, but Daniel Craig doing a southern like Kentucky Fried accent is really <laughs> funny. <laughs> there's there's Jackass Forever, which is another Jackass movie coming out February, 4th, uh, February 4th. Excuse me. And then a handful of originals. Uh, Here we go. God. Here we go. Sandra Bullock and Channing Tatum in the romantic comedy The Lost City. Harry Styles in Florence Pugh in director Olivia Wilde's 1950s set thriller Don't Worry, Darling. Uh, Ryan Reynolds, the uh, time travel adventure. The Adam Project, starring as a man who teams up with his younger self to confront his late father. Wow. Uh, there's going to be an a Viking epic, The Northmen, starring Ethan Hawke, uh, Anya Taylor-Joy, and Bjork. Channing well. Tatum makes his directional debut with Dog on February 18th. Uh, Michelle Yeoh stars in the multiverse sci-fi epic, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once, on March 25th. And Brad Pitt and Tobey Maguire star in the latest form, latest from La La Land director Damien Chazelle in Babylon on December 25th. Hmm. So Toby next Christmas, Christmas, that's going to be it. So interesting. That's what's coming up. It's it's going to be a big year for movies. It sounds like I didn't hear a ton that I'm that interested in. No, to be honest. Well, the superhero ones will. Those will do. The, I mean, those yeah. are going to be just huge winners. I'm yeah, sure. I guess I'm not a superhero movie person. I'm really so, not either. So those don't really interest me. But I'm sure they interest a lot of people out there, um, which is fair. I mean, everything for everybody, but not for me. Okay. Um, there's some interesting stuff. Knives Out Two, I think, will be good. Um, or it will be interesting. I'll sure. want to see that. Oh, yeah. Um, what else was there? That nope. Jordan Peele's new movie. Oh, yeah, Jordan nope. Peele. Jordan Peele's yeah. new movie will be good. I mean, to be honest, I probably see a very small handful of movies in a normal year in the yeah. theater. Maybe oh, I agree. Three or four. Like, yeah. It's not something I do that frequently. Sure. So, yeah, if I can find three or four, that two or three or four that I want to go see in the theater, then I'm happy. Well, there's one more thing that I want to talk about before we close out, unless there's any topics you want to bring in, too. Uh, I don't think so. Well. What do you got? 
There is oh. obviously TikTok is the big deal right now. Wait, wait, wait. Are you gonna talk about this food idea? Yeah. Oh, that's what you're getting into. The the food ideas, yeah. Oh, it's a tick. Okay, it's a TikTok. It's not really idea. a TikTok thing. It's 25 New Year's Eve appetizers that TikTok is obsessing over. Bing bong. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not gonna go through the descriptions of all of these unless you want to hear about them because there are 25 food items, each with a bit of a description. Uh, give me give me the name and I'll tell you if I want to hear about them. All right, Caprese skewers. I think we can kind of Caprese Caprese. Caprese We're having those tonight. Oh, is that right? Yeah. That's going to be... Uh, ooh, wow, you're making me feel bad about my chips and dip. <laughs> It'll be good. It'll be really good. Corned beef cheese balls. Uh, that sounds really good. Okay. Man, oh, man. Uh, it doesn't give the recipes here. I, I wish it could... Drooling over the corned beef recipe. Yeah, what link is this? There's no recipes. There's, it's just an, a title. Glamour. It just says corned beef cheese balls. This app is definitely not for the vegetarian in the family. But if you're a meat lover, you'll be drooling over this corned beef recipe. The cream cheese makes it decadent enough to feel holiday-esque, and the green onions make it sort of healthy, right? Well, How many vegetarians do you have in your family? Uh, zero. But what are the rest? Zero. What are the rest of the ingredients? So it's cheese, cream cheese, green onions, and I'm guessing corned beef. I would hope so. There's got to be something else in there, right? Yeah, wait. Well, Not necessarily. This is kind of silly. Maybe it's just corned beef wrapped around. There cream aren't even cheese pictures. And green there aren't even pictures. I know. There, there should be a little more description about this. Glamour. Glamour.com. This is Glamour magazine. Doing a bad job. I assume. Paulina Jane Isaac. <laughs> Paulina. Can we dox her? Maybe, maybe see if she's got any bad tweets. She's No, it's fine. She's the author. I mean, I don't know if it's doxing her when her name's at the top of the article. Uh, okay, so moving on, we have cocktail meatballs. Simple. Meatballs. That's Always simple. a crowd pleaser. Artichoke spinach dip. Ooh, I love artichoke spinach dip. Spinach, oh, that's good stuff. Mm, uh, balsamic, balsamic bruschetta. Similar to the uh, caprese. Uh, queso cheese dip. We all have that. Classic. That's a, that's a classic. Uh, southern baked brie. This is one that I've been doing. What makes personally. it southern? Um, that's a good question. Think of it as a cheesecake, but literally, as in this is cheese in the shape of a cake. <laughs> no, I love brie. <laughs> Brie's great. Yeah, I was just describing a... brie. I know. I, I understand. So I guess it's southern because it says it's southern. Yeah, it doesn't. No it just says it's warm, it's gooey, and it's sweet from the <laughs> toppings, but it doesn't say what the <laughs> toppings are. Ooh. This is really weird. Well, warm, I like to wrap sweet my... and gooey. Yeah, what, do you, what do you do with your I... bake? Let's help the listeners. What do you do with your bake? Take brie? a brie, take a full circular brie, put a little jam or preserves on top, whatever flavor you'd prefer, wrap it in a puff pastry, put it in the oven for like 45 minutes at like 375 or so. After 45 minutes, the puff pastry should be golden. Do a little egg wash in the puff pastry. That'll help before you put it in the oven. So you like puff pastry around your brie? Yeah, but it's not necessary. Sometimes I've had brie where there's no puff pastry either. Yeah, I, I don't like to do pastry on the brie. Okay. I just like the brie. And you put it on a cracker. Then put it on a little water cracker or something from Trader my, Joe's. My favorite toppings. Get some apple slices or yes. something. My favorite toppings are green apple slices Oof. with uh, cinnamon. Baked apple slices, not okay. fresh. Okay. Oh. Baked with a little cinnamon. Interesting. And uh, a little honey. Yeah, honey's and good. And or I'm, maple syrup. And I'm I'm good. Oh, maple syrup. Yeah, try maple syrup. That's an interesting idea. I had that for Christmas. It was great. But yeah, that's what I like on my baked brie. Uh, but you like you like puff pastry? So. I mean, I go and both ways. What's your favorite preserve? That, what do you go with on your preserve? Just strawberry. Strawberry. Yeah. Strawberry. And cherry's good. Ooh, yeah, cherry. cherry's good. A little harder to find. But I like a red raspberry. Good. Oh, that's good too. With the seeds. Uh, so we also okay, we already did we did this girl's work for. Her. <laughs> yeah, well, we should be working for glamour. My God. <laughs> no thanks. Must be an easy gig. We have a crab boil. Um, that's a big one that people are popular or, you know, 
people think is popular this year. Bacon. <laughs> wait, wait, can I just read this? You don't have to travel to Louisiana to enjoy an authentic <laughs> crab boil for your New Year's Eve snacks. You might not have to travel any further than your kitchen. Embrace the Whoa. Cajun flavors and step outside your comfort zone this season. Also props to this sound for being hashtag on brand. What sound? There's no link here. Are we missing something? I think Glamour missed like some like photo links or audio links or something. There's nothing here. Well, use your imagination. This is a video of somebody fixing someone's hair, so that's not <laughs> related at all. Yeah, I'm not. Oh, sure that's an art, or that's a um, what do you call that, it? An ad, isn't it? That's I an embedded so. ad, I think, Zach. Yeah, crazy, right? I don't know what's worse, Glamour <laughs> putting this content out or Max <laughs> linking it to us. Well, these are just use your imagination. It's a radio show anyway. Nobody can it takes see it. A lot it. of imagination. It's not that bad. Bacon jalapeno cheese balls. Mm, oh man, I'd love to know how to make those. <laughs> just all you do, I mean, just just mix jalapeno. I'll tell you how to do this. Um, jalapeno, slice it in half, put some cream cheese in there, sprinkle a little cheddar on top, and then wrap a piece of bacon around that. Put it in the oven for I don't know, like 425 degrees for like 20 minutes, 25 minutes, however crispy you want your bacon. Pull it out, and you're good to go. Doesn't the cream cheese just melt everywhere? No, no, no? it doesn't, because you wrap it in the bacon. It kind of seals it in there. Oh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Cut a slice of bacon in half, wrap it around each little jalapeno, half slice, like the long way. Long way? Yeah, long way, so you can like put the cream cheese in there. I've done that before. Delicious. Okay. <laughs> Walking tacos. His mouth is watering. He's, he's oh got to swallow. My mouth is watering. <laughs> yeah. Sounds great. Walking tacos. We all know what walking tacos are. Yeah, yeah and a Frito bag. Or, or a Doritos bag. What's this next one, though? Nuts and bolts? It's a kid-friendly kid finger food? Mix together average pantry items. Give the dish a cool name and viola. You have a snack that children <laughs> and adults can enjoy. So it's, it's, it's whatever you got in the pantry. It's voila. It's like trail mix. Voila, not viola. <laughs> This kid's giving me shit. Viola. <laughs> uh, chicken Voila. tenders. Why are chicken wait, tenders Wait, I'm sorry. It here? just says mix together pantry items. <laughs> yeah, wait, wait. Like, it's just trail mix. Which ones? Whatever you want. Nuts and bolts. Not Pant- actually nuts, nuts and bolts. Like flour? Brown sugar? I, I think maybe. Olive oil? <laughs> what are the bolts? <laughs> like so, M&M's, um, you know, nuts, and that's it. So, I don't know. Raisins? Sure. You want Raisins? Why couldn't she just say Macadamia nuts? Yogurt? Nut, nuts and bolts is more kid-friendly. It's it's more exciting for children to eat a bowl of nuts and bolts than trail mix. <laughs> trail mix sounds a little too boring. At least that's my thought. All right. Moving on. Chicken tenders, which I don't know why they're on here. Wait, wait, wait. wait, Chicken wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Chicken tenders do not need further explanation, but we will point out that this recipe includes peanut butter. There must be a recipe she's referring to. Yeah, but where? Nothing at the top or bottom of this page. Uh, well, I guess somehow these uh, chicken tenders include peanut butter, but we'll never know. Have, so use your I've, imagination. I have no idea how to do that. <laughs> but also, look at it. She's like, so be aware if your guests are allergic to peanut butter. Oh, well, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Zach, just remember, this includes peanut butter. So if your guest is allergic to peanut butter, maybe avoid this. So, so I, I was going to serve chicken tenders, but now that I know they're made with peanut butter... I can't. Well, when you, yeah, yeah, when you're making them, you're like you make them with peanut butter. You're like, oh, my guest is allergic to these. I can't serve them. Like, of course you're gonna know there's peanut butter in them. What about veggie lollipops? Just just a, a piece of vegetable on a stick, and then you'll have a little bowl of ranch next to it. I'm it, sure. Are we sure that's what it is? You know, what'd be nice is there is a ranch uh, flowing ranch fountain. Like they have chocolate fountains. What about a ranch fountain? And then you just have like little veggie sticks there. How different is it? Just putting a bunch of toothpicks next to a vegetable tray. It's the same thing, but is, these are the, the, <laughs> these have the long toothpicks already in the vegetables. Is it like a cake pop? 
Exactly. A cake pop, but instead replace it with your favorite vegetable. Okay. So there you go. Okay. Uh, Roasted red peppers, an all-veggie dish. Um, Broccoli bites. Broccoli bites. I just... uh, They say it's a cheesy recipe, but we'll never know why. Enjoy crispy. Yeah. Roast some broccoli with some cheese on top, and you're good to go. Bacon-wrapped water chestnuts. Uh, No, thanks. I hate water chestnuts. Ugh. I can't take them. Really? Oh, man. The, the tech, I would it's try all, this. It's this the interesting. I just uh, I it's can't interesting. Do it. It's a little different. It's, it's weird. It's different. There's not too many things they have different on this list here. Pear, bacon, and cheese bites. They love bacon here. Jalapeno poppers. Of course. Which we already kind of went over. Love them. Uh, deviled eggs. We get that. Funeral potatoes. And we're not really sure why, but they're just hash browns, cheese, <laughs> and crumbled crackers. Um, <laughs> I can kind of imagine what that would be like. Pizza crescent rolls. Are they like bagel bites, but with crescents? Croissants? Sure. Uh, A snack charcuterie board. But this one is filled with wings, chicken sliders, pigs in a blanket, chicken nuggets. You get the idea. So just everything above. Yeah, just on a board. (laughs) (laughs) Lobster rolls, which I don't even know why this is on here. I guess TikTok is obsessed with it this season for some reason. Black-eyed peas queso dip. already did cheese I love the black-eyed peas. It's a little different. Homemade sushi. And that's it. So there you go. Is it any inspiration for this year? Homemade sushi seems like it would take so long to make. Like cutting it all up. That that would be a while. Sushi takes, it's a skill. Yeah. Right? It's a huge skill. How do you just make that at home? I feel like you don't. Just throw some rice and some Some fish on a a rice bowl. There you go. Well, I would say this year I'm planning on making the caprese skewers, um, a buffalo chicken dip, Mm -hmm. um, just some like frozen mozzarella sticks. Yeah. Um, a veggie tray. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to bring over some guac, which will be good. Yeah, I'll drop off some guac. Zach's got some French onion dip on the menu. Oh, yeah. Um, Going big. What else? I don't know. Just some like frozen pizzas for late at night when someone wants a snack. Yeah. Nothing nothing crazy. I'm hoping everybody eats dinner before they come over. <laughs> Maybe. Don't don't rely on that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You want to get going, guys? Yeah, let's Is get there anything going. else? No. We'll just wish our listeners a very happy new year. Very happy and prosperous new year. Yes. We hope you guys stay safe out there. Be, be careful on the roads. People yeah, can be crazy. Today is the day where, yeah, people driving, I'm sure today, yeah. it's going to be a mess. Make sure you have a safe ride home. Please do. Or stay over if you need to. Absolutely. No drinking and driving. Absolutely not. Um, let's see, what else? 2022 is going to be a big year for the podcast. We're going to get more drops. I think we're going to do some more bits. Um, guests. You know, guests, segments, phone calls. I think all of that stuff kind of went over well this year, and it's just a matter of incorporating it more so. Yeah. So give we, us a like, give us a follow. We appreciate you guys listening, and uh, continue that into the new year. And if you have any suggestions, always feel free to reach out. You know where to find us. Oh, yes. please do. Uh, enjoy the new year. Enjoy the, your specials tonight. Um, eat some food and have a glass of champagne, I guess, and bring it in with a with a strong sense of optimism for 2022, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> go dogs. We can uh, Jesus. Go Wolverines. Let's go, go Blue. blue. <laughs> go dogs. What a real fan <laughs> over here. All right. See you guys next year. <laughs> see ya.